This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic, fantastic Eastern Time Zone, Next Lander Podcast. Brad Shoemaker, how are you feeling out there? Same time zone? Uh, same time zone, but power. Man, what do y'all got going on out here? You guys, it's yeah, seconds it's, a, away. it's a rough grid out here, man. Seconds away from the eastern seaboard grid is just, I don't know, seconds away from joining this call and the power went out here for almost an hour. Everything is fine here out on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You should just move here. It's just nothing to be alarmed it's about. It's just great. Don't never mind that. We do that on purpose sometimes. It's like a little fun. It's like a little fun thing. A little hazing, do. you know, yeah, just like, like for the new guy that comes out oh, here. Oh, here they go. Ooh. Here they go. Hit the switch, Bill. Mm-hmm. Turn it off, Ansibalt. I don't really know what this does. Turn it off, Ansibalt. Don't turn it off. Alex Navarro, I hope you're yes. getting my vibes and my references. I am, great, in fact, great, yes. I, actually, no, I don't know. I don't know what an Ansible is. Good, turn the grid off. Turn the grid off. Isn't Ansible the guy from uh, um, uh, Ghostbusters when he's telling him to turn the grid off? I don't really know what all this stuff does. Oh, that guy had a name? I don't know. I always, I always thought it. I only know Walter Peck. I don't remember. All I remember is like, 
D- don't turn it off. Don't. Yeah. You turn you turn it off or it's, yeah. I thought his name was on, I thought somebody says Ansible. It could be. I I may have I may have just not ever picked up specifically that name or that line. All I remember in that is just Walter Peck being in like in a grade A shit heel throughout. Okay, what do we got here? Walter Peck, something uh-huh. something walls are bleeding. Uh-huh. Um, Ivan Reitman. Uh-huh. Uh Phil? Okay. Seeing okay, Mrs. Van, Mrs. Van Hoffman, mm-hmm. hot dog vendor, mm-hmm. library ghost. <laughs> I, Onsab- I don't on- know if I got anything for you. Yeah. I'm really not certain this character has a name. I mm, do you turn it off? All right, turn it on. If your name is Onsabalt and you were in Ghostbusters, just email in. If you're that guy. If you're just like a con ed worker they pulled into the shoot that day, let us know. Um, containment. I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> <laughs> do they still, do people still have quote databases? I'll have to look it up later. They do, but they're not well organized. What? Data. It's hard. Yeah. Um, let us know. I'm here to learn. I'm here. I'm ready to believe you. That's another Ghostbuster. Got it. Yes. Yeah, no, that one, that one I remember. The TV ad, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to believe you, Ansibalt. How's everybody doing out there? Brad, did your travels uh, uneventful? It's the something, best something, arms tired. That's Great, what I got huh? for Great. you. <laughs> Great. It's just- weird. You book an airline flight with frequent flyer miles, somehow you end up with the smallest seat in the history of air travel. Like, yeah, they don't like it when you do that. Weird how that works. <laughs> smaller than your neighboring seats? You only gave us $11 for this <laughs> airline tickets. You're going to suffer. You get You're a- getting $11 worth of chair. <laughs> oh, there's no chair here. We just like bolted a bucket into this part of the plane. You can, you're just going to... I think I've seen some people, and again, it's all anecdotal, so take it for what it's worth, but I've seen some people saying that, like, in general, economy class has gotten smaller even in the last year it's or bad. so. It's bad. It's rough. Well, it depends. Are you... Are you uh, it depends on the airline. I find the, the cross-country flights generally are a little better, probably because they want to avoid any riots breaking out on the plane. Yeah, it's a little less of a sardine can. When you're on there for five, six hours. Yeah. Probably better if your knees are not jammed into the seat in front of you. So do you have width issues or like legroom issues? Mostly the, the seat in front okay. space. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's mostly, they have definitely reduced that part. It is, it is mostly flat out. My knees are jammed into the seat in front of me. Uh, even with that- by doing that, by making sure that everyone is 75% more miserable, they can add exactly one more row of chairs, and that's like several thousand dollars. So, hey, What are you going to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. What was my, but the alternative was to drive out here for four days. In this economy? Uh, gas prices being what they are. Uh, hey, listen, driving out is a hell of a thing. Well, hey, don't get me wrong. I mean, fuel prices are affecting airfare uh-huh. oh, yes, as much definitely. as anything else. Yes. Well... I mean, I've been talking about wanting to go on a road trip this year, and now I'm like, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Yeah, don't. Uh, uh, well, you know, never been a better time to get that EV going. You know, Ooh. what is happening Ooh. over there, Brad? There's some, uh, there's oh no, some, there's a really Were you scratching out the microphone. We, we, something. They oh, can't don't hear do that. Oh, oh no, that's they really, can't hear no, that. So that won't be that won't get picked up on the podcast because okay. that the, the mic he's to... using for the podcast is the regular one, but he's scratching, I think, on his laptop mic, which is the one we're using for the call. Huh? I assumed that was just the speakers because that looks like a speaker. Grill. Oh, I didn't it, realize nope. that's also where the microphone is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's All right. uh, yeah. That's that was time. some some DJ cut chemist shit happening oh, over there. Well, it's glad I could. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Splice it. Splice it up. Waka waka waka. Spice it up a bit. 
Uh, we are here to talk about all things and maybe some video game stuff. Uh, yeah. We are here to talk. Uh, later on, we're going to be getting into games such as War. Hey, did you know they're making a Warhammer game? War- what? Yeah. yeah. First time in history. Warhammer 40K Chaos Gates Demon Hunters. Mm-hmm. Get your, uh, uh, get your, ma- it's a mailer- your mailer demons <laughs> are coming. <laughs> Demon Hunters are coming. Uh-huh. Uh, Dune Spice Wars Gibbon Beyond the Trees. Uh, Citizen Sleeper, and uh, I'll check in with uh, a little game I like to call Far Changing Tides. And yeah. we're going to get to the news. But uh, before we do that, yeah. Before we do that, before we get to games, before we get to games, let me just say for a second. I know we talk yeah. a lot about the weather here on this podcast. Sometimes okay. it's bad, sometimes it's good. It's freaking great right now. Oh, it's perfect. Oh. It's, we had an incredibly awful, humid thunderstorm day, and then after that, it became nice again. This is it. Put a pin in this. Yeah. This no more weather. Is just this. Somebody go and crazy glue the machine together, uh, the, mm-hmm. the switch on the machine. This is the perfect weather. I, we finally got spring. Um, yeah. Speaking of crazy glue. We have about two weeks until it becomes unbearably hot. Uh-huh. I just abstain from these discussions because you guys have the same weather. Yeah. Well, now you're kind of you're you're closer. You're closer. Yeah. Mm. Let me say yes. you're more likely to get thunderstorms there than you are in San Francisco. Yes. Uh, longitudinally, however, mm. a fair difference. The uh, yeah. Um, the weather we have now is similar to San Francisco esque weather. I'd say it's like sixty high sixties, low seventies, okay. windy, breezy. Not well. As we were fun. getting. We were getting the other San Francisco weather for a long time there. Like, we weren't getting a spring. It was just, like, 55 degrees and cloudy all the time Ugh. for a while there. Ugh. Mm. But with the added bonus of humidity, so. Um, but, yeah, it's That's beautiful. The, it's the, yes. fun, the fun thing about coming home. You get to, you're regaled with stories about all of the recent thunderstorms. Because that's what there is to talk about yep. <laughs> around here. Nope, that's my experience as well. It's 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 either that or talk about the scene outside of Madison Cawthorn's uh, campaign headquarters that we drove by. Yesterday. Oh wow! Hey, I'll yes. take the thunderstorms. Okay. Yes, yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take. I'll take. I'll take. There was a scene. Away. I can tell you. Oh, I bet. I bet. Uh, oh, it's a scene, man. Oh, it, oh, it's a scene on Zabalt. Uh, I um, I was gonna say a crazy glue. I had a uh, um, I had some. What is? Oh gosh, I wanted to remember the name, the chemical name, cyana something glue. The uh, the the actual non trademarked brand glue mm-hmm. uh, out the other day, and I was doing some toy repairs, and I'm in my bragging section here. I want to take the second here. I replaced the fan. In, we have a star projector, which I love, and we've had it for like seven. No, it must be ten years now. I got when my son was born. It's awesome. It projects stars it? on the ceiling. Did, did you buy it from a viral tweet? I don't think so. That's my understanding okay. is that's the only way those things are advertised. Oh, no, we saw it. We were we were looking for white noise machines at the time for the baby. And then like, oh, this, I think somebody was like, this fan makes a lot of noise and also puts stars on there. And the other, the other 70% of the comments were like, this is cool to get high to. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, we got it and it projects stars and does like a nebula thing and the stars rotate around. It's, it really is awesome. And I don't smoke weed, but boy, I see it. It makes boy, me want you just to. Said that it was like a bad taste you had to get out of your mouth. No, no. Like I, I, I just to have 
listen, I don't smoke I like, weed. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like almost some finger air quotes along. I don't smoke the reefer. <laughs> yeah. That I, Mary Jane. I, I, it's funny because I just went to my wife the other day and I was like, should we, we, should we become stoners? Should we, should we, it, it's like becoming it's more legal. legal in Jersey. Like it is, it is, it is legal, oh. but it is becoming more available in Jersey. And I was like, should we go pick up some weed? I, I flew through O'Hare yesterday uh-huh. and there was a big green drop box that was labeled CPD marijuana amnesty box. Huh? What like do you drop box? Like what? I don't understand. Is that. that like a, you bought weed products somewhere in a state where it was legal yes. and you just want I, to get rid of them here? You I, can. I mean, I didn't ask an officer if that's what you mean. I did not confirm with a law enforcement official, but my, my, I have to infer huh. that is, Oh, I find myself in this international <laughs> airport with some kind of weed Interesting. that I am suddenly feeling very self-conscious about. Here is a safe place to put it away and not be harassed. I don't Am- know. Man. Amnesty box. I like it. We have come a long way from putting them in baggies and hiding them in your shampoo bottle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, uh, I wonder what happens to the amnesty weed. <laughs> that was my first thought as yeah. well. I wonder TSA what, smoking it. what yeah. is the, or, yeah, but, but also you could drop anything you want in there. <laughs> Oh boy! That seems, oh, that's that seems yeah. That that seems um, the word amnesty box maybe implies a little too much. That seems a little foolhardy to just consume something you found in a box these days. That's you're you're probably right. Uh, anyway, my my second thought was, oh, who's, I don't have time for that to get to get high, and then uh, maybe when the kids are off to college is like a good time. Oh yeah, to like is that that's. If if things are still legal and there is uh, uh uh let's just say readily I don't know that's a while away that's still ten years from now so let's say if things are still legal and we have readily uh, accessible f- means to start a fire or I guess you can just use or electricity because you could heat it up now does anybody smoke with a flame anymore is it mostly just oh like, yeah I mean okay. plenty of people do okay um like yeah I just I always got so paranoid on weed I was like always in a I smoked a lot of weed when I was in my teens and. It was never relaxing for me. It was yeah. It hits everyone different, and obviously strains matter too. But like it, it hits everybody in a different way. And some people just you know it just it amplifies certain paranoid you know latent paranoid tendencies. Yeah. And it's just like okay, all right, this is not a good time for me. Yeah, it's not. It's you're only paranoid until you're smoking weed, and then you're not. Yeah, then they're really after you. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I uh, I when I think about smoking weed, I don't think of chilling out and relaxing though. I will say in the last two weeks, and this is what made me think of it, was like, there's a lot of shit going on. I just want to freaking calm down. I, uh, mm-hmm. My Eagle Rare came out in the last two weeks where I, I pour myself my like oh, little yeah. tumbler of Eagle Rare and just sit. I made myself a few gin and tonics over the last couple of weeks, for sure. You're the, old, the old daily dram. <laughs> Not daily for me, but I hear, I, I understand it of like, I just need something to take an edge off right now. There's, there's just a lot going on. You know what it takes the edge off for me? What? Making the most idiotic purchases a man can make. What'd you buy? I might have bought something dumb. Weed. No, though I may have been on weed when I decided this was the thing to do. On weed? All right, Uh, I'm going to hold something up for you guys. This obviously won't play at home, but uh, uh, I'm going to see if you can identify what this box is. He is holding up a VHS recorder. Oh, well, no. Wait, hang no. On. It looks it's, like a VCR, but wait a minute. It's a what VCR to PC. It's the it's a, the digitize your VCR. Is that a USB yes. port on the front? Yes. It has a USB-A port. So wow. this, here's the thing, and I'm going to tell this as a very brief story because okay. it's not as interesting as a long story would make it. Okay. Uh, 
I have been thinking for a long time about wanting to digitize some old piece uh, videotapes that I have. Okay. Uh, some of them are home vid- videos. Some are like wrestling tapes I bought years ago. And it's like, oh, I'd just love to have that show somewhere where I could watch it. Uh-huh. You know, old Japanese stuff. And then uh, I happen to be on eBay. Uh-huh, as one is. I was looking around for some uh, some digital versions of like old instructional videos from the 80s that are very stupid and funny. On eBay? And well, no. So most of oh. them you can just find online. Okay. Like a lot of them, someone's already put it up on Vimeo uh-huh, somewhere. Uh-huh, and it's like, okay, uh-huh. that's fine. There was one I couldn't find though. It was kind of driving me a little bit crazy. Uh, it's called When Mom and Dad Break Up, starring Alan Thicke and Orko from He-Man Masters of the Universe. Okay, so, I want to I point out for a second, Alex is actually holding up the VHS copy of this. Uh, you yeah, can't this, see yes, it. but bought for you at some point? <laughs> What's you, that? Did you, was this provided to you as an instructional video, or did you obtain this yourself? No, that would have been really funny. My parents did not go that route uh, in, my, in their divorce. Uh, no, I saw this at some point over the years, like many of the bad videos I have become unreasonably attached to uh, through a TV carnage release. Mm. Um, and it has songs. And I was just like, you know, I, the songs are online, but the actual video itself, the whole thing is not online anywhere that I could find. And it was only 20 bucks. So I was like, fuck it. Why not? And now so I bought this. Yeah, now you need a way to get it digitized. Yeah, and I was like, is this going to be the thing that finally sends me over the edge? Am I going to buy <sighs> this 2008 VCR to PC device that no one has made a new version of since? Man, I how and much you know was what? I found one for like a hundred bucks. Wow. I was like, fuck it. Was it used? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, Man, I kind of want one of those now. <laughs> I don't even have any VHS tapes in my possession. But what if? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I do have a decent number of videotapes still somewhere in storage. And I'm like, at some point, I probably, these tapes are going to, like, rot to shit. <laughs> and, you know, evidence of my drum recitals from when I was a kid mm. will be erased. And, you know, in some ways that might be for the best, but in others, at least I'd like to have them. I, so, I, yeah. I think that's I, fantastic. I, I, and so I set it up. Yeah. You can't get the drivers for this thing anymore. Oh, uh, oh. Well, so you can, but I had to hit up their support. Wait, you did? And I was like, I was like, they have a chat. They had a chat. There. I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go to this company. The company still makes stuff. They uh-huh. just don't make this anymore. Clearly. Uh, so I was like, hey, I need drivers for this thing from 2008. Do you still have it? And the guy was like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. But their website doesn't have it anymore. It doesn't auto download the stuff that it's supposed to. It's not on the disk for some reason that comes with the software, so... No, but you know the right guy, he'll slip you some... Yeah, totally. So I set it up, and I digitized it, and now when when mom and dad break up is now on my YouTube channel for everyone to see, so enjoy. No copyright strikes yet? No, I I don't think, uh, you know, ASCAP is looking for the song Alan Thicke sings about your divorce. Okay. Okay, give me the as... Not through nostalgia glasses rating for this as an instructional video for when mom and dad break up as you can give me. It would have made the process of going through my parents' divorce demonstrably worse. <laughs> okay. okay, so <clears throat> By not- several orders of magnitude. It would have been an added layer to talk about in therapy later on. <laughs> so not a quality instructional product. I mean... I'm not saying it couldn't have helped anyone. I'm saying it would have been less than zero help to me. Good to know. 
Good to know. I will have to watch. It's a this very after. stupid video. Uh, how is the quality of the, when it when it rips it? Uh, what is the? Do you have any resolution options? At it all? is straight up MPG, my friend. It is that wow. old ass MPEG. I was going to ask, man. I want to know what kind of codec is coming yeah. out of that thing. Do you get any kind of bitrate options? Do you get any anything? No, it asks you if you it's NTSC or various kinds of PAL, and, and that is it. it. Okay. Um. So here's the thing. I figured out that it does work if I want to record through like OBS or something. Okay, as a capture device. But I'd have to do some additional cropping later on because all the stuff that's like under the tape, like yeah. the weird, like mm-hmm. you know, tracking yeah. scan stuff, that doesn't get cut out by the by other video clients. Right. So OBS might have a plugin for that for underscan or overscan. Yeah, I might stuff. need to figure that out. But like, so, it, but I use their software, and other than the fact that it only records to one format and <laughs> is extremely option free, it works. I uh, I on a on a vaguely similar note, I have my VHS player here, and I was going to do a similar thing through the old uh you know old camcorder USB into a computer thing where you just take the out and do it in there, put a tape yeah. in. This is you have to be careful about this as well. It started eating the tape. Uh, yeah, the, you know that's the dark side of this. That, is, yeah. That's why I asked if that thing was used. Is yeah. that I don't know how much I would trust the heads on something like that. Oh, I threw a test tape in there just okay. to be safe. Okay. Well, I didn't uh, want to lose mom and dad break up. Clearly. Yeah. No. I want. <laughs> hey, I pay twenty dollars for that thing. All right. I, I need that to work. Well, so what happens now? Do you then pass? Are you going to pass that thing on in some kind of uh, uh, send no, it away? Circle? I'm just going to digitize all the stuff I have, and then you know, at some point, if other bad videotapes fall into <laughs> my possession, I will find a way to put them on the internet. Man, you are... then take the tapes through the airport and drop them in the amnesty box. That's yeah. right. That's right. Take yes, the tape the out. VHS amnesty box. <laughs> There you go, Chicago PD. <laughs> we used to call that the Blockbuster Return. Now uh, it's something else. Well, people also used to just dump weed into the Blockbuster Return. Yeah. So uh, good to know. Good to know. All right. Anyway, so that is that is this week in bad purchases for Alex Navarro. That is fantastic. I love it. Uh, I love it. All yeah. right. Let's, we, should, we, should, we should probably watch that video at some point. <laughs> we should oh, watch yeah. that video. Let's quickly jump into our video game section here. I think we can get one out of here before we get into yeah. a break. It's not one. Um, let's start with talking about a little game I like to call Warhammer Forty Thousand, the Chaos Gate, Demon Hunters. Ironic because it is the forty thousandth Warhammer video game. And they're probably past that at this point. They they've probably surpassed that number. Yeah. Um. Okay. I know. I I'm as tired of it as you are, and I'm not saying the. Are War- you though? No, because not you Warhammer. Keep playing no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not tired of Warhammer. Okay. I, I was going to say the shorthand for describing a video game. But I would be remiss. But that's the thing with the Warhammer franchise is that every one of these video games is like a video game you've heard of before, yes. except it has Warhammer. Yes. This is a very decently done XCOM video game. Except okay. except with chainswords. Uh, you know what? I don't think I have actually equipped a chainsword yet. Uh, yeah, you, know, you haven't unlocked chain, that chain yet. Chainsword hard to wield from behind cover. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Exactly. So there. this is... This is XCOM. This is XCOM. This is, you have a base, which is your, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Warhammer 40K ships. They look like giant flying cathedrals. So you have a giant flying cathedral as your ship. Huh. Um, so there's some like weird shit with keeping the emperor alive where they have to like sacrifice 10,000 people a day or some something, something. Yes. He lives off. You know what? Forget, forget I asked that. (laughs) Um, there's all of that. And this, I, I, you know, it, it really made me want to go back and start looking into some Warhammer books that I had put down for a while because I was waiting for him to figure out the Horus Heresy stuff and all this. But um, you play as this kind of, of course, band of 
knights, soldiers, whatever you want to call them, the uh, the kind of elites, the the space marines, right? You guys are all familiar with space marines that yes, are brilliant. maybe like one foot in the chaos, one foot not, you know, like just like me, yeah, you know, like it's a what, classic will they, won't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe maybe you're becoming the monster you're hunting, kind of thing, right? They're kind mm-hmm. of like a lot of Warhammer stuff, um, you know, a little paladin esque in their fervor for this mm-hmm. that maybe has a little zealotry a little zealotry that maybe has made them cross some lines in the past mm-hmm. but all in the all in the name of the emperor of course yes of course uh and, and so you you're kind of a, uh taking on this band i don't actually know if they're a real uh faction but the gray the gray knights are what they called uh and you are the new commander of the gray knights in this game and you are xcoming your way uh, across this universe some story beats happen you have to make it to this planet uh and your and other things are happening and you are picking destinations on a map it's so xcom and i kind of like it so you will have multiple objectives but if you don't do one timers are going off right do you remember Mm -hmm. like warhammer we had the uh, sorry do you remember xcom we had the world map and like oh if you if you don't get to this thing in time you're making a choice something might happen here um XCOM 2 had some of this. Some of the XCOM editions did this as well. And I think it's smart. I don't always love it. But in the mission, there are usually timers as well. well. And I'm not super far into it. I've only played a a handful of missions. But you remember in in XCOM 1, it felt like you could just sit there and try and pull the enemy out, right? You don't mm-hmm. want to. You don't want to be blindsided, so you move up very slowly, and then you're trying to aggro one or two units at most at a time. Yeah, and to have them fall into your Overwatch, right? You want them yeah. to be running into your Overwatch <clears throat> position, so you're already doing damage before it's even your turn. Yeah. yeah. So you know, eventually, XCOM kind of introduced a lot of time mechanics that are like, hey, every turn something's going to tick over, so you can't just sit there and do that. You got to be a little bit more aggressive. And this game seems to do that in a couple of ways, which I don't hate. Um, I, it's not necessarily my style, but I understand why they're doing it. So you're not just constantly taking 400 turns to move a centimeter forward. Right. There are uh, action points, kind of. Uh, um, there are. There's Overwatch. There are upgrade trees for your classes. There are team members that you're going to lose. They take damage. They're out for a while. They take penalties if they're damaged. You want to put. There them, is permadeath. Uh, there is permadeath. There is, or it seems like there is, yes, there's definitely permadeath. Um, There is, you know, hey, this guy's injured. You know, if you put him in, he's going to take penalties or you can put him in the med bay kind of thing. There are upgrades to your base to do, you know, to research more things. Hey, you're researching these. Do you want to do upgrades so you research faster? What points are you going to put into your research tree? Here are combat research tree. Here's our base research trees. It is basically XCOM. Right. Two questions. Okay. Do, question do you, get the, do you get the cool ant colony view on your ship base? I have not seen that cross section. Cross of up, the, oh, boo. Yeah. That's I, a boo. I yeah. have not That's seen that, though, though. It's like the best part of those games. Yeah. I have not seen that, but you do get pretty cool visuals of different sections of the ship. But, uh, okay. Okay. What's question two? I have not seen that. Doesn't mean it's not there. How unfair are the hit percentages? Okay. So. Interesting question. Great question, Brad. Um, I'm not fully aware of if it's doing more of a Rabbids thing or an XCOM thing, and that's an important distinction. That is a very important distinction. So when you're behind full cover, 
you have full immunity from range shots. But a lot of times the cover will then get destroyed. Okay. Half cover says you have a percentage chance to not take a hit. Okay? When okay. I target somebody, I see how many pips of damage I'm going to do to them. So I'm not, again, I have to play more to figure out exactly what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I see the number of the damage I'm going to do, and I usually do that damage. So I'm, okay. I have not had a full-on miss yet. Though there are crits in the game, and that's always a percentage. I'm not exactly sure what's going on dice roll wise yet. Okay. I have to play a lot more to figure that out. Um, it's kind of fun. I think if you like XCOM, this is definitely scratching that itch. Your tolerance for Warhammer 40 K might weigh in on some of that. For, for, you I know? mean, I've always treated these games, no matter how well they do the thing they are, whatever genre they're working within, there needs to be at least a healthy interest in Warhammer for that to work for me. Yeah. And I don't have that. So if you don't have that, will this inspire that? I'm not sure. Like, could could you just say, hey, these are guys in giant power suits running around with uh, 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 bolt casters that make bullets explode when they go inside a person? And then they, there's it's kind of gory. So people, it's more Look, gory than... I've still got XCOM 2 sitting on my pile of shame that I bought in some Steam sale years and years ago. Like, I, I could just do that. Yes. Definitely. XCOM now you've 2. already done that. No, so I did not like, play through all of XCOM 2. Okay, but you played it played a decent amount of it at least. I uh, remember what a mess that game was. At launch. Oh, at launch, yeah. Broken. I know. By the time War of the Chosen came around, that thing turned around. Yeah. Yeah. I I the more I played of this, there are parts of me that like I should go back to XCOM 2. And there are parts mm-hmm. of me that said, this is actually well enough done on its own that maybe I want to just keep going with this. The, You're still having fun regardless. You know, the power armor suits that they have for the Space Marines sound big and bulky, and the sound effects are good on the blast, and there's a lot good of clanking, really good clanking, and like when they just kind of shove their fists into walls Hulk style to scale a wall, it's pretty good. We'll have to see as things ramp up in difficulty uh, and where things go, but I'm kind of enjoying it so far. It's uh, okay. It's really... <laughs> Like a total conversion mod for XCOM, like that's sure. that's kind of what it feels like, um, but not. But you know, honestly, like of, of the even though I don't like Warhammer in any incarnation, like if you were to tell me a franchise was going to do an XCOM thing, Warhammer would be near the top of that list. It would for me. be I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course they should do that. There's, you know, I've got a couple other near the top of that list, like GI Joe or something like that. I'm not saying it's the only yeah. one. I'm just saying it would be on that list. It'd be on that list. It'd be on that list. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it it's it's well done. I I was not expecting a lot when I booted it up and uh that's probably half on me half on every 25 minutes a new warhammer game gets announced so right i and they have been they have gone from really great like i would say probably near the top is space marine or uh total warhammer like that's a franchise people mm-hmm. really like to absolute trash uh where it's like a mobile uh mobile port and seems like a cash grab but a bad mobile port Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, like a bad mobile port. And so I've played a lot of them. This this is somewhere near the top for me so far. Like it's okay. it's it's uh, it's relatively well done and, and put together. So I was pleasantly surprised uh, at it and the depth in it. It's cool. Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunters D but with a D A E. Yes, that kind of demon hunters. Yeah. Male or demon. Go go get, go get them. Chaos 
Chaos Mailer. Do people even know what Mailer demons are anymore? Do those even happen? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever had an email bounce back in the last oh, 10 years. Oh, that kind of, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. So oh, there's still mailer demons somewhere what, out there. I mean, do people know what those things are? Maybe. The term is, abs- <laughs> the term is definitely still in use, if that's what Okay. Do people actually know what mailer demons are? No, oh, I assume 100%. they are actual demons that live in yeah. the internet. But like, as far as like, do they still function when you email an address that doesn't exist anymore? That's the thing I didn't know. You run a, you run a Unix-like machine, you will, all of your services will end in D. Okay. And it is for that. Uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta summon them first. That's That's how they come into existence. Every time, um, I can't even think of a bad Linux joke to make a summoning of a mailer demon appear. Brad, help me out. What do you got? Something, something, system D, unit (laughs) files, set up some kind of dependency, pentagram D has to launch before. (laughs) PP. Pray to the penguin, man. Pray to the penguin gods. Before before goat blood D, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Pipe. Um, stick your mailer demon in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, all right, let's take a Hi-o. Let's uh, take a quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk Dune Spice Wars, Given Beyond the Trees, some check-ins with Citizen Sleeper and Far Changing Tides. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander, rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we're back and continuing down this recent release track with yes. Dune Spice Wars, a game that came out uh, end of April, 30, Early 30 bucks currently. Yeah. It is so weird to me for a Dune game to go into early access. Dune. Like, well, the scale of this thing might indicate that a little bit why they went that route. Because again, this is a $30 game and it is, I mean, speaking of things that are, you know, a space franchise you've heard of doing a genre you've heard of, this is a real-time 4X game in the vein, not so, again, not in the vein of Civ necessarily, because again, it's real-time, it's not turn-based, but other games like that. Mm. Stellaris, and Europa Universalis, stuff yeah. like that. 
Well, it's not Solaris because you're not doing the big space empire stuff. It's as far as I can tell, everything takes place on Arrakis, oh, okay. which is I. And I'm saying all of this, by the way, as someone whose parents love the Dune uh-huh. books, and I never read them. I have only seen David Lynch's Dune. Have you not seen the modern Dune? The, the canonical Dune. I've seen part of the canonical Dune. I've not seen the whole movie yet. Nobody's I, I'm seen not the actually whole sat movie down yet. to watch it. Um, well, you is know this, I mean. Is this movie licensed or is it book licensed or is there even a distinction there? It does not appear to be directly movie licensed as far as I can tell. There are a lot of character portraits that look... Let's say there's a guy who looks vaguely like Oscar Isaac, okay. but it is not him, mm-hmm. certainly. There's a guy who vaguely looks like Jason Momoa, but it's not him. What? Is he in that too? Man. Yes, he's uh, Duncan he's Idaho. Not in that. Wait, there's a, there's a character in Dune named Duncan Idaho? Homie, what? I cannot sit here and describe to you the various ways in which Dune is hilarious, what? but like one of them is that there's a guy named Dune, Duncan huh. Idaho. Oh, interesting. I got a new Kindle right before this trip and was looking for some books and came across Dune at one point and I was like, maybe I should... Oh, they got some books for you, maybe dude. I should, well, I, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm definitely good <laughs> okay. beyond the first one. I, I, I've heard about the Herbert family's prolific output. I think the first three are... I think people uh, generally think the second Dune book is pretty good, but after that is where it kind of falls off. Yeah, the I mean, cliff. everything I've ever heard is that his son just like pumps those things out and that they go off a cliff. Oh, yeah. So anyway, my, my familiarity uh, with Dune is literally by proxy of my mom loving okay. Dune and me not ever, ever really like partaking other than the David Lynch film. So and being aware of what the current movie is. And that's about it. So can't give you all the details on that stuff as far as like what they're getting right, what they're getting wrong. One thing I do think they might be getting wrong is the idea that. OK, so there's four factions mm-hmm. in the game. There's the, uh, the House of Atreides, the, the Harkonnen family the traitors of Arrakis, and then the Freemen, who are, like, the the people that, uh, you know, the main dude hooks mm-hmm. up with and gets all this crazy desert mm-hmm. powers. The idea that these factions would be easily trading with one another maybe doesn't quite fly for what vague knowledge I have of Dune, which is that a lot of these factions fucking hate each other. I Boy, my Dune knowledge, I read the books a very long time ago. I did see the recent movie. I... Th- I, it's it's a lot of political intrigue so it, it yeah so there it, is that. it could i think there could be so okay i don't want to get into dune lore here but atreides is coming in to Too take late. over uh arrakis and kind of manage it after um after a really rough run there i forget the family that was before them is it harkonnen yeah well, the Harkonnens are the the spice lords. Like they are kind of the the down and dirty bad like. Empire. So, so I think there is I think there is trading among the peoples there, but also warring okay. uh, on on okay. both the. There's definitely warring too in this. I will say it's it's not all like hey everyone's working okay. together. Like there's definitely a competing element yeah. to this. Yeah, and everyone is like collecting. You know, basically like you're you're gathering spice. Uh, you know, there is a tax that must be paid to the space uh-huh. empire every set and amount of time and you have to deliver a certain amount of spice for that. But you're, you're also building, you know, military units. You're, uh, there's other resources on the planet that you are, uh, gathering. There's sandworms fucking everywhere. And if you make too much noise on the surface of the planet, the sandworms will come and they will gobble up whatever is making uh-huh. that noise. There's giant electrical sandstorms on top it's of that. It's a bad that. place. The spice yeah. is good though. So again, the spice is good. Well, the spice was <laughs> He who um, controls the spice con- controls yeah. the game space. So it's it's in early access. I will say for 30 bucks what's there right now isn't mm. bad, but it does feel maybe a little bit thin if you've played other big sort of 4X games in recent years. 
like even something like say like endless space or uh you know the the endless legend games or things like that like it just doesn't feel like it has a ton of meat okay. to it i'm still fairly early in you know like i'm I've, i'm several hours into my first game and you know I've, I've made some progress and i've definitely like captured some territory you like every time you find a new village on the map you basically have to go conquer mm. it uh, if it isn't already part of someone else's empire. I haven't gotten in any big, like, empire-spanning wars or anything at this point. It's mostly just been me claiming territory. And I think there is, it, there's something there. Like, there's some, some interesting ideas in it, but I, I can't say that it's been, like, super grabbing me right out of the gate. I, you know, I have seen this pop up over the last month or so on the thing. <laughs> I don't mind 4X games. There are a lot of them. But I really just wanted another Dune RTS, and it's not. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's, it's not. not. It. I mean, it's it's closer to that because again, it is real time. Yeah. But you know, everything that's happening, like you are hitting that space bar to pause time a lot, so that you can you know go through the different actions and quests you have. Okay. But I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt. Yeah, I started to say I thought there was a Dune RTS coming, but I guess this is that. Which is to say that there were headlines a few months ago going like, "Oh, they're making a new Dune that's like an RTS." But it's but apparently, it's, apparently they were all just talking about this. Okay, like yeah, going like, back and looking at those stories now, and then it's and it's like, and it's like, oh, it's actually a four X game with RTS elements. Yeah, I yes. think I got I got yeah. taken by the headlines. No, and that's fair. And I, if I were hoping for a straight up like you know like StarCraft style RTS game, this is not that. Right. But it's also not a straight up four X game in the way that like a Civ is. You know, like it is it is combining some things and it is trying to make it work for their universe that they are they're working within. And I think that they're mostly succeeding. But again, what's there right now just feels like a little like it's missing a couple of things to make it a little more engrossing than it currently is. Do you feel like it is more four X than RTS, or do you think you think it's just its own thing? I think it's more four X than RTS. Yes, that was a vibe I, I, I was think, getting. The way the building and unit management stuff goes, like, you're not racing for resources quite the way you mm. would in, like, say, a Warcraft or a Starcraft. Like, you are trying to claim territory, and you're trying to take over these villages, and you're trying to make sure you set up, like, you know, spice mining and whatever else is going on there. But the pace of it does not feel like it is not relentless in the way that some of those other RTS games of old tended to be. And you have multiple bases of operation kind of like, are you building cities as you claim you have like a home area that is kind of like your starting area. And then from there you can kind of like start conquering these smaller villages that are around and making them part of your territory. Are there happiness? I I am. I'm sorry. I'm looking at screenshots of the original Dune Uh two now, Mm -hmm. which weirdly I've never played considering it's like basically the first RTS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there something in Dune called, uh, named like Mentat? Or something? Is, is that, that is that a Dune thing? Because that, yeah. that, that's what this menu option looks like. It says in the screenshot, although in the thumbnail it looks like it just says hentai. There's de- there's definitely not hentai in Dune as well. Far as then I know. no, thank you. I thought mentai yeah. was like a, is it not like a concentration drug like that helps you like oh, attune or something? It's been so long since I watched that Lynch movie again, which is really my only touchstone for this stuff, and that is not a great one because they had to truncate a lot of stuff in yeah. there. I uh so I know I know the basic things and I do need to sit down and just finally watch that that Dune movie the the new one yeah because that's more likely to happen than I am to actually sit down and read Frank Herbert's Dune I kind of I kind of want to watch the old one now I've never seen the Lynch one the Lynch one is fascinating like he's disowned it really and, you know he yeah he says like I you know I wish I'd never made wow. it um 
the studio interfered a lot. Oh, jeez, man. It's his own personal Alien 3. Yeah, kind of. And, like, he, you know, there are some touches in there that are very distinctly Lynchian, and I think he did his best to try and make what was supposed to be a summer blockbuster his own, but it doesn't quite work because Dune is just not that. Like, I don't even think the current Dune is really that. It's, it's, I know there's more action and it is a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more blockbustery, but I think that by virtue of them trying to spread it out more, it does not feel like they are trying. Like the whole back section of the first Dune novel is basically skipped over uh, in the in Lynch's movie because they had to ma- try and get it to two hours. Cool shields, though. I looked up a Mentat, yeah. Brad. I think it's very cool. A Mentat was a profession or discipline that was developed as a replacement to the computers and thinking machines following uh, the. But Larian Jihad that banned the creation of machines in the human mind's image, just as the Spacing Guild and the Bene Gesserit took up Bene Gesserit, Bene Gesserit took up similar functions. Yeah, it's a okay. human thinking machine. It's not. It's not quite as cool as hentai, but that's pretty cool. It's no, definitely not. They, nobody banned hentai. That was the problem. They're uh, they uh, they cast Christopher Walken as the Emperor of Space for the next one. Sure, and I think that's pretty good sure. casting. Wow, sure. We're getting a little Walken Renaissance. He was in Severance. He's doing this next Dune movie. Like maybe it's time. Maybe Walken's getting his victory. Renaissance. He. I, I'm not gonna say he deserves. He didn't kick it off, but you know, I want to say we really boosted with uh, Ripper, uh, the Walken uh, stock. Really, the weirding way. <laughs> I don't do that. That's terrible. I mean, it's a good. It's just. It just threw me off a little bit. Just. Uh, I don't want to know. Uh. I hid that uncomfortable sandworm up my oh, ass. Boy. Excuse me, say the spice must flow. The spice must flow. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I don't, well, my walk-in is not good. It's, uh, it's good, it's good. Serviceable. It's never been good. It's good, yeah, it's, yeah. I'll take it. It's, 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 it's worth It's identifiable. That's right. Yeah. I knew where you were, and it was it made me laugh. All right, Dune Spice Wars, early access, $30 over on the PC. Came. I will say it did. It did have the uh, the unintended effect of making me boot up Civ Six again. There you go. That's which I should not do because that's dangerous. Is that the me. one you Those like, or dangerous. is that the one you play? Well, five was the one I got into the most, but Civ like six is the most modern mm-hmm. one, and you know, like I there are things about five I still enjoy because it is you know it's that alpha theory of like it's your first, okay. so that's that's the one you stick to, but. Yeah, it's look, Civ Six is in a good place. Certainly better than when it launched. <laughs> it always take a while. I don't need to be playing it all the time again though. Like that's not it's not good for me to do that. All right. We're gonna move on here to a game called Gibbon Beyond the Trees. Well now hang on uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. But first, Uh-oh. I played it on the Switch. You played it on the Switch. I spent some time on an airplane uh-huh. yesterday uh-huh. with a Nintendo Switch. Oh. Playing a little game called yes. Luminous Remastered. Oh, no. Hey, guess oh, yes. what? And what's up? Luminous is still pretty good. Yeah, it is. Never this, never a thing wrong with it? This this came about because I have the Luminous Remastered soundtrack on my phone, and I was going to put it on, and then I noticed that the one song you want is not on that soundtrack, no. which is the Mondo Grosso song, Shining, <laughs> yeah. which is the one. Yes. Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that is that. the d- definitive Luminez song. Anyway, I was playing some Luminez, and that game's still fantastic. 
Also, one run of Luminez depleted over a quarter of my Switch's battery. Oh well, no! That either means you're amazing at Luminez, or the Switch needs. I'm not that. I didn't even. I didn't even have my high score in that version of Luminez. Oh boy! To put it to put it in perspective. Oh boy! Uh, so you have a launch Switch, right? Not like launch, launch. But it's it's launch model. I bought it four or five right. months after it came out, but <clears throat> definitely. But that like that first year of hardware. Yes, definitely in that window and coming up on five years, and. Okay. Definitely started raising some existential questions about the sustainability of the Switch, because, like, what am I going to do? Go buy an OLED? No. Like, come on. Come like, on. It, who's going to buy? What if he's going to sink $300 into a new Switch when, like, Switch games are struggling left and right? Like, that hardware is so outdated. Brad Shoemaker, I bought a VCR in 2022. I, do you really want my advice on this? Well, like, can you, can you do a battery replacement? I, like, like not officially. I mean, I assume that it's probably it's probably not difficult aftermarket. Like teardowns mm-hmm. of switches are everywhere. I think it's relatively simple. There's like, oh man, I st- <laughs> I'm still fascinated. Do you want to do I'm that? Still fascinated by that dude who built his own switch after the pandemic started, and you couldn't <laughs> buy a switch anywhere. That's and he a, just bought all of the parts piecemeal on eBay from different parted out systems that had broken in one way or another. And literally just assembled his own switch from spare part. Anyway, Nate, I do admire that kind of nature finds a way. I was very impressed. Uh, my switch, my switch fan is basically dead. Uh, it growls for a while when you turn it on and then, and then, uh, makes a cooling out noise. So I've got to replace that thing eventually. Right. uh, You got demons inside. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, it's just like left and right. I feel like the predictions are, are analysts everywhere. Like at least another two years till a new switch. It's like, man, what am I going to do? Got to, Dock it, or you can't you gotta you gotta get? We can't do it on the airplane. You couldn't get a USB I port. Mean, how is how is Brad gonna sit down and play his four player multiplayer with young hot twenty somethings like right. as we have seen in all yeah, the promotional all the, videos like, yeah, on I, the I airplane? Go to at least one rooftop party a week. Okay, so no outlets on their seat. Uh, there was. It didn't work especially well. Oh, that's always power adapter fell out of it at one point. Uh, Gotta love U.S. Uh, airlines, man. Great stuff. Uh, uh, yes, the switch. Not so great. Luminous, though. Luminous, fantastic game. Oh, Luminous is a game where. Do you guys feel this way when you play Luminous? You get into, you play enough, you get into a vibe where you're like, oh, I don't see even how I could lose. There's just a pattern. You just repeat this pattern, mm-hmm. and I will always be able to clear the blocks. I just have to, yes. and then suddenly, and that is yes, that is invariably about forty five seconds. Poor <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, really. Absolutely. Who was, it, who was it that was super good? Was it was it Rich, Rich Gallup? I think that I was think, super super good at yes, that game yeah. where he like basically couldn't lose. Like he could just kind of play it indefinitely. That's my memory. He was a straight up lunatic Man, for that game. It's it's so good. I love Luminez. I absolutely do. But I I didn't quite get into it the way some other people did. I will say I had closer to that experience with Cool Tetris mm, than I did. Right. With like Luminez, I was playing I, it yesterday, and, and like I don't I don't know why I did. I mean, maybe this thought occurred to me at some point, but it hit me again very hard. Like oh. That game was just Luminous but Tetris, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, That's totally. all that was. It is every aesthetic choice they would make in a Luminous right, but for Tetris. Right. Yes. I anyway. guarantee if I grab my PSP, Luminous is in that thing. It might as well have been hot glued into my PSP. It yes. was, I don't think it ever left. It was my travel game of choice. Yes. Uh, I can see my copy of Luminous for PSP right <laughs> there. I'm staring at it right now. At some point, I just hacked my PSP and made an image of that UMD and ran it from that. So I would never not have Luminous on the PSP. That's the way to go. There are certain games you just want to always have at the ready, you know? Right. And that's that I, I can totally understand that being one that's of them. That's correct. Anyway, Switch, not yeah. doing so hot after yeah. five years, but we're kind of in limbo because I'm not about to go buy another Switch if that's necessary. But anyway. What if you no, do? don't uh, do that. Just not, buy a, no. Oh, crack it open and replace that battery. 
All right, we'll be the it will be the da- the angel and the demon on your shoulder. Vinny, you're the angel. Say what you're gonna say. I'm the angel. I'm gonna say don't. I'm gonna say crack that baby open and then uh, go get a uh, aftermarket battery and put it in. Yeah, you're trying to give him good advice. Oh. I'm here to give oh, him okay. bad advice. Thing is, I don't, I don't is, know. If, what if you spent three hundred dollars on an OLED? Yeah, what if I did? I mean, like, the, I don't even know if a new battery would help. It may not be aged battery. It may just be that thing had shit battery life to yeah. begin with, right? It really did. Yeah. Or like anyway, the battery on my launch unit is actually holding up pretty well. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart lately because I am retreating into all of my uh, comfort games lately because everything fucking sucks uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I was wondering how that thing was going to hold up because I usually play that thing on the TV, but I've been doing a lot more handheld and it's holding up better than I thought it would. Maybe Luminous so, just rocks that, rocks that, that switch. There's a lot of visuals happening yeah, it's there. Just inefficient. Very possible. The music is too hard. Very possible. Anyway. Yes. Case in point, switch yes. showing its age a little bit. I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't lead with that. <laughs> but you already did. I so. played through Gibbon Beyond the Trees and I mean, I played through it in one sitting uh-huh okay it's only like an hour hour and a half long um it got surprise released during that nintendo uh indie event that they did last week uh i guess it came out on apple arcade a few months ago so it's like it is very recognizably a touch-based game <laughs> which mm-hmm. is to say it's basically a two-button game it's pretty neat it's like very austere and kind of heartfelt it's a it is a side scroller that is somewhere between a platformer and kind of an endless runner okay you are a gibbon in a jungle the monkey Yes. Okay. A type of a type of monkey or a type of ape? I'm not sure. Does that have a tail? Am I really going to do the? Am I really going to? They're apes. Wow. I thought wow. they were monkeys. Yes. Wow. Gibbon is a, is a species of small ape. It turns wow. out. Wow. Uh, anyway, you can you can swing and you can run and there's like there's a hierarchy of like running downhill is the fastest because you're sliding. Okay. Swinging mm-hmm. is next fastest. Running uphill is slowest. Basically. So you're okay. Like, and you're you're trying to keep speed up basically, so it's like a it's just a kind of a constant, and it's on left and right bumpers, or they have other controls mapped, but it's just a constant sort of skill game of okay, I need to swing when I need to swing, I need to run when I can go downhill, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got to keep the momentum going. Got to not miss these jumps because there's a lot of ways to die in this game, and that's like the one place where it kind of grinds to a halt mm. is that you're moving so fast that if you screw up and don't see an obstacle coming and you don't have the momentum to get over it, you just die. What's behind you? Uh, nothing. There's nothing chasing. Okay. Really. okay. It tells a story. Like it's, yeah. it's nice. It's like it, it tells an extremely like environmentalists type of story. Okay. That I, I won't get into the specifics of, but it's nothing terrifying though. No, no, no. You know, like deforestation and stuff like that. Okay. Like and, and oh, okay. To, yes, oh, the true terror. Yes. Threat, threat, threats yeah. to habitat. And yes, you know, you know how things go these days. The gibbon never yeah. looks behind the gibbon. You don't want right. to see like it. Yeah, see like, it. like Jair Bolsonaro is not chasing you with a machete. Might as well be, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is kind of like that, actually. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, it tells the story nicely and effectively and wordlessly. Like there's no mm. dialogue or anything in the game. It is and it, like it looks and sounds really nice. It struggles on the switch. Like it's got. Some oh, no, issues. really? Like it, it, there are spots mm. where it'll hitch for like a full second. Just freeze while it's trying to load in a new area. This was handheld. Or, definitely. Or uh, this was I no I only played about the first 10, 15 minutes handheld and then went to the TV and it was docked. It was still and struggling. Was still, and then you get to the later in the game, they start rolling out more complex environments and stuff. And it's full on like frame rate is just uh, like, oh, this is a little hard to play. I bought it after you mentioned it. I didn't get a chance to boot it up, but then I saw it was also available on PC. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sure it's sh- totally fine on PC. Should have on PC. It's 15 uh, bucks on the switch and yeah. then it, prices vary. Obviously uh, other places. Yeah. It was on it, sale. It, I'm curious to hear what you think of it. Cause I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, 
I liked it. I wanted to love it, I guess I would say. Uh-huh. But like the, the frustration of constantly landing in obstacles and kind of, mm. you know, endless pits and stuff. Like some of that stuff is just hard to account for. If sure. you didn't know what was coming and you didn't have the, the right momentum or you missed it. You know, anyway, uh, like, yeah, I, I he, think it's neat. Hard to get on your first try. Yes, you can yeah. get better at it and it unlocks what they call liberation mode when you finish it, which I think is just kind of an endless or like kind of an endless mode. Okay. Kind of a, Does it just turn into Planet of the Apes at that <laughs> point? You're liberating all the that apes? That would be kind of <laughs> like, yes, I was waiting for my cyber ape friends to come along and like truly liberate <laughs> what needed liberating at the end of that game. It didn't quite go that way. but So uh, performance-wise cool. on the Switch, maybe not the greatest though? It, it, there are spots, especially toward the end, because they really start amping up. Like what? Because it's very, it's very like simple jungle environments at first, and mm-hmm. then things start happening okay. in the world, and things get more complicated. And yeah, once they start layering on stuff at the end, like it, it's not totally unplayable, but it's very much like, oh, this is like a kind of a tight timing skill based game. I really wish this was a little less herky jerky. I wonder how it compares to performance on. I mean, I know iOS devices devices range all over the place in terms of power, but um, I wonder how it, I wonder if there's a cutoff on Oh, there. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. They always, that's kind of one of the frustrating things about iOS gaming, right? Like you have to, yeah, usually have to drill down into the details on the app store and be like, oh, this runs on this iPhone from this year, but nothing, bef- you know what I mean? Definitely. Like I just stuff. Yeah. iPads in particular can be pretty tough to like differentiate which model came out when. I mean, that's what finally got me to upgrade my phone is that like they literally stopped updating the OS for the model that I had. And it was like, okay, some of these apps are probably just going to stop working at some point. I just think there's this is very old person of me. And uh, let's just lean into it, man. This is very crusty old me. But there's definitely something if you were to say my phone runs better than your modern console that doesn't sound right to me. Like this runs yeah. better on my phone than it does on your current generation hardware. Oh, it absolutely does. I 100% guarantee you that it runs better on the iPhone SE that I just bought than it does on. Yeah. The, I mean, the Switch is old, man. And that's well, it's not that. Yeah, I mean, like five years old. It is over five, five years old, years. and it was not exactly like current, that's the bigger problem. Hardware. Yes. When it was it came also out. a three hundred dollar piece of hardware versus your phone, which is like a thousand dollars. Obviously, that does a lot more. Oh, things, yeah, but yeah, I'm we're just saying we're not making value judgments here. It's I just am. the longevity of this platform. Like I don't know. I'm making a value judgment. Well, Nintendo needs that longevity to be a little bit longer. So. <laughs> if you could just hold on, if you, yeah. if, if, given if you could just run a little faster, that would be far appreciated. Well, this is also, like we said, available on iOS and uh, on the PC. So if you're looking to get your, if you're looking to get beyond the trees, you have uh, you have options out there. Yeah, it, it, it's really pleasant. Like other stuff aside, just like the art is fantastic. The sound mm. design is very lush. Like it's just the animation seemed yes, really yes, nice yes. from what it, I saw. It moves it. really well. Performance issues aside, yeah, yeah. It's like you cool. said when you when you mentioned it uh, before we were talking about it earlier, uh, before the podcast, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go pick this up. This seems like a thing my kids would love because it looked awesome. Um, oh, just switch, switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That's what if you just played Mario Kart on your Switch? Like Mario I do? Kart runs fine. That's great. Yeah, great game runs fine. It's the only video game you need. Runs fine. The Smash Brothers also a great game runs fine. All right. Nah. Speaking of other games, let's move on to Citizen Sleeper. Let's touch base with this one. Alex, we talked about this last week. I really liked it. You really liked yes. it. You've played more of it. Yes, I have continued to play more of it. Uh, I was kind of doing a thing where I was basically playing like 20, 30 minutes each morning, just kind of, you know, getting through some cycles and just kind of seeing where things were going. I think I may have finally hit a point in the story where it's like, oh, 
there is actually a ticking clock here that is sort of a big okay. one. And I still have a bunch of threads that I'm still kind of working my way through in the process of that. So I don't know if this is like the last big mm. thing or if this is just like the next big thing. But either way, there is now a bigger ticking clock that is happening and it's sort of added a little urgency to my playing. So I ended up playing for like a couple hours this morning, maybe an hour and a half. But uh, I still really like the story. Like that is the thing, you know, like the actual gameplay it's fine, you know, like the the dice rolls and the the you know kind of deciding what you're going to do with your time is is functional, but the the storytelling they are doing I think is generally very solid to great, and so far I am pretty I'm continuing to be very invested in what they are doing here. I started getting anxious in Citizen Sleeper when it's it appeared like I was going to have to make a choice on where. I was going to give an to whom I was going to give an item of like, okay, you can give it to this person or you can give it to this construct or whatever this thing might be. Mm -hmm. And that started stressing me out of like, oh man, none of these seem like the right choice or the bad choice. It just seems like a choice with consequence of I'm going to lock myself out and started stressing me out a bit. Have you found a lot of those? Not really. I mean, it's, I assume the thing you're talking about is like the ship mind thing. Yeah, so I haven't even done. You that haven't yet. okay. Like I, I haven't given anyone a ship. Okay, did you yet. did you get all the pieces to construct it? I think I have most of the okay. pieces now, but I have not. I have not actually constructed one. yet. Okay, do you have a choice in mind? Are you still? Don't know. I there's like three. I think there's at least three different places it could go. <laughs> okay, and I I might you know the first person who asked me was that person on that ship, and I might end up giving it to them. I'm not See, sure. The first but... person who asked me was had something to do. Let's say with a vending machine. So. uh so yeah. there is the vending machine also. Yeah, yeah there's look again. This is not a game that deals in like right mm-hmm. or wrong choices really. Like it's all very gray. Like everything you do kind of has consequences, but like it doesn't feel like you're being malicious when you make one choice or another. And I think I do appreciate that aspect of yeah. it. It isn't just like, you know, are you taking the bad path or the good path? It's like, no, everyone here is just trying to scrape the hell yeah. by and you're just trying to figure out where to insert yourself so that you can, you know, survive. And that I think works. Yeah, I, I liked it. And it also, from what I played, you played much more than I have. It didn't seem like there were some things I thought the penalty would be more severe, severe if I let timers run out, but they don't seem to be that punishing. Yeah. Again, there are quests that can close out if you don't do them in the amount of time that you're supposed to do them in. But, uh, you know, as long as you're being mindful of where the ticking clocks are. You can generally do most of the stuff you want to do, right. it seems Or recover, like. maybe, from, from something. Yeah. Uh, Citizen Sleeper. I still uh, really want to go back and play more of it. That's another game that's available on the Switch as well as PC, and it's on Game Pass. It's available on Xbox. Did platforms. you get another uh, uh, another apartment yet? No. Wait. I unlocked other areas, but I didn't get another hangout. So there's like that upper yeah. area. There's a place in there you can start renting. Okay. I did not do that. No, I've yeah. got, I got to use that money for food, man. I got to. I mean, eventually you start getting enough cryo that like you will not be in dire straits all the mm. time. Not necessarily, you know, you're not exactly living it up, but at the same time, you have enough money to where it's like there are certain abilities that will just start throwing cryo at you when you hack stuff yeah. or do other things. I saw some of those, yeah. So once you start turning those on, like that takes a little of the edge okay. off. Okay, I'll just stop. I could stop my food delivery job. <laughs> or you just keep doing it because you like it, love you know. It. I love it. There's one where you can go make noodles. Yeah, I saw that one. Uh, yeah. Citizen Sleeper, uh, out now, $20, $20 uh, or again, like I said, if you have if you subscribe, let's say, to Game Pass, it is available there. 
It's good stuff. Uh, a game I finished up that was on my to-do list that I finally finished was Far Changing Tides, a game that came out early March, uh, also a Game Pass game. I That's where I played it. I liked it. I thought um, it's not super long. It's similar if you played the other Far game, uh, Lone Sales, I believe is the name of that one. It's uh, mm-hmm. moving from left to right in your cool ship, getting upgrades for the ship as you go. It's solving puzzles, and it's it's fairly short. It's not complicated. I don't think you're going to get stuck solving a puzzle. It's usually uh, environments, navigation puzzles. How do you get up this thing? How do you get down this thing? But the thing I mostly like about it is it has a bit of a, a vibe, and if you've played the game, you probably know what I'm talking about, of almost single player lovers in a dangerous space time where you're running around pushing buttons on the ship to get it to do certain things. Put the sail up, put the sail down. We got a low clearance here. Activate, <coughs> excuse me, the engines, uh, burn the thing. You know, it's got, it's got that vibe. And I like that. Um, I like a game where you're pushing buttons in a ship and things are happening and mm-hmm. as the, making the machines work, this, this yeah. game does in fact have the ant colony view, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, definitely. Yes. It's pretty much yes. all the ant colony. Yes. view. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like that, uh, aspect. And as an added bonus, I think there is some kind of neat narrative stuff going on in it. And I want to spoil it if people are going to play it, but I think the payoff is pretty cool at the end there. And I think they do some things that are my favorite things to do, which make video games a unique medium to tell stories in. And I think they accomplish mm-hmm. that in the game by, um, you know, something that couldn't just be accomplished in another medium, like a movie or something like that, because of because right. of one thing or another. I don't want to get into it because of the spoiler potential there, but far changing tides, not a very long game, but I think well done. And I'm looking forward if they make more in the far series, I'll be there ready to push buttons in another ship in my ant colony view the series that is impossible to Google for. Yes. Uh, and also after uh, Jet the Far Shore, boy, I far changing tides. My mind space shares that name. It was just wants to be back and forth with it constantly. Too many fars. Too many. All right. That is going to do it for our rundown of the games for this week. Some games there. Quite a number. Yeah. Uh, we got Warhammer 40K Chaos Gate, Demon Hunters, Dune Spice Wars. If I didn't mention uh, that 40K game is out on PC and it's $45 for the base game there. Uh, Dune Spice Wars, Gibbon Beyond the Trees, Citizen Sleeper, and Far Changing Tides were the games we were talking about. And now we're going to go take a break and we're going to come back without any delay to talk about the news. Actually, there's a bit of a delay. We're going to take a break. I was just trying to make a joke because we're going to talk about some delays mm-hmm. when we come back from the news. Didn't quite work because we're going to have a little break here, but just a small one. Uh, anyway, we'll be back with the news. See ya. This week's show is brought to you by Express VPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access 
the internet, let's say. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, and I was doing some coding, and then I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer. Likely story. Uh huh. And then I watched. You know, I watched some videos. You know, and it's fast. What they all say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we are back. See, this would be the part where the delay thing would have made sense. Well, without further mm-hmm. delay, mm-hmm. the news that is happening, kicking it off. With a delay, which, you know, is that news anymore? Right? Well, uh, it maybe is for this one. It's kind of a big one. It's kind of a big one. Uh, Brad, what do we got here? Here's the news. I blew it. For perhaps the first time ever. Here is my very first inaugural correction. Hmm. No. Uh, I thought it was last week that I explicitly said, yeah, Starfield will make its date. Of course it will. But I think it was actually two weeks ago. <laughs> I think that's because if it had been last week, it would have been very funny because it was literally like two hours after the podcast <laughs> went up last week that they announced that Starfield and also Redfall are being delayed into next year. Redfall is that arcane vampires? Some, some yeah, it's their PVE yeah, it's game. They're they're kind of for against whatever <laughs> PVE type action game. Against the vampires, I think it's vampires. It's some kind of a cult. Yeah, it is some kind of a cult business. Anyway, Redfall looks cool, but obviously Starfield. Is the thing there? That's the bigger news. Um, yeah, that had been uh, November of this year. That means that currently Xbox has no first-party games slated for release in this calendar year. Uh, I guess that could change next month, but I don't know how confident I am in that. Makes you realize a couple of things. One, if they didn't have Game Pass right now, they would really be up shit creek at the moment. Mm. Uh, it's pretty. It's two. pretty wild. I mean. You know, I was gonna say the second thing is just real quick is that uh, maybe Halo didn't need to come out last year. <laughs> uh, I think it probably did. I think, well, mm, the I rest the, of Halo can come out this year. That's right. Yes, it still could. Yes, there, there is your November Xbox release, Forge Mode. <laughs> yeah, good. what do you got? Co-op. We did it, y'all. To be fair, then Forge Mode would be cool. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the other thing is they are delayed into quote first half of next year. Like if, right. this is not like a oh it'll be out in January. We just need a couple extra month of polish or. Or even like it'll be out in Q1. Like this might not be out until June of next year. You know, my two cents on Starfield is f- for me, for mm-hmm. Vincent J. Caravella, what mm-hmm. you need to do with Starfield is not make Fallout in space. Cause I was so tired of the jank in those Bethesda games. So take your time with Starfield. Don't make it a clunky mess. Don't make it a game where people are like, well, it's open and like it's going to have seams in it. Make a great, great game that brings me back into the Bethesda open world formula. So take take sure. the time you need because I, I was so done with Fallout. I would not put money on 
a significant <laughs> lack of jank in this game. Yeah. No. Maybe there'll be less than there would have been if it had come out in November, but... I would put money on jank in the game, so that's what I'm saying. Take your time. Surprise me. Make yeah. it great. Make that jank interesting. I, I don't think... I, I don't think they are... I don't think you're ever going to get that. Because no. they keep selling 10 bajillion copies of everything they make. <laughs> jank at all. Yeah. And so... So there was a story that was going around, I want to say a week or two ago, that I think it was a developer or an ex-developer from Bethesda who had worked yeah, on we, Starfield. Yeah, we talked about was, it. They posted on Reset Era yeah. who said, like, yeah, they're playtesting it every day now. Like, it's coming along. Like, I think this and this are kind of weak, but, like, it's cool overall or something. But Yeah, it wasn't overtly negative, but it definitely painted a picture of, like, uh, this date that they are talking about mm-hmm. seems like it might be a bit of it a was, stretch. Yeah, that one was pretty ambivalent, but then Schreier, Jason Schreier came out, like, right after this news story post or not oh i might be conflating yes, the two then you yeah. may be uh, okay yeah that, that reset era post was like yeah it was blunt about a couple aspects like i think they said oh i think the flight sucks and stuff like that but like yeah generally it wasn't me they generally were like part. yeah it's coming along um but trier said he has talked to some people at bethesda who were straight up worried about making the date and right. one of them used the phrase the next cyberpunk i saw that uh, in relation to their concerns about getting the game out in november so if that's, I mean, that is way rougher than I would have ever expected. If Cyberpunk is good for one thing, and look, I don't mean to keep bagging on that game because there's not really much point anymore, but if that becomes the touchstone that every developer can point to and be like, look what happened when, we did, when they did that, do you want that to be us? Maybe there is actually some benefit to that yep. story. Because everyone saw how bad that went. No one missed that. Very public. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. Like, take your time with Starfield. Is my two cents. In any other era, Brad, you would have been right. But we are yeah. in the unprecedented times permanently yeah, now. There, so there a who of, knows what could ever there, happen? Yeah, there are a couple of angles to look at this from, and one of those is like I don't know that anybody should really be truly surprised at the barrenness of this year. Mm. Like no. people, people in in the know have been talking about this practically since the pandemic started. Right? Of like. Mm-hmm. All those games we got the first year of the pandemic were games that were well in motion before the pandemic started, right? They were mm-hmm. they were almost right, done. Down, like by definition, they were all within like a year of release, right? But now we are hitting the point where not only are developers contending with new hardware, but also we are seeing projects that were like nascent when the pandemic started, if they had begun at all, right? So like yeah. now is the point where the the slow motion downstream effects of this disruption are really starting to become apparent. So I don't know. That's the other angle is like, what is Xbox going to do this year? Like they'll just keep putting stuff on like, game pass. I guess they, they keep going aggressively with that. Like, unless they turn around next month and be like, Oh, by the way, fable's almost done or Everwild, that rare game. Like we know what it is now. Here it is. Like, you know, they've but, got perfect dark. They've got other stuff floating around. I guess there's whatever the coalition is working on next. Yeah. I think there have been some rumors about some kind of gears, master chief collection style thing mm, going around we'll probably do for that which like maybe they could get something like that out this year but like it's just crazy for a major platform <laughs> holder to basically have nothing well here's the thing that maybe takes a little bit of the pressure off and it, it, it does look bad i mean not having much of anything for the holidays this year doesn't there's no sugar coating that but the thing is sony isn't that much better off right now like they have things that have you know dates but very few of those dates are this year. Yeah, if they if they get God of War out this year, I think that is enough to sustain them, probably. I bet that's the next one that gets delayed, well, that honestly. It is entirely possible. It is extremely possible. 
I don't I don't know anything specific. They haven't shown anything. Yeah, for it. it's been very quiet. Uh, like but, this is the summer is presumably when they would do it if they're going to do it. But if that thing isn't front and center at whatever their fake E3 thing is this <laughs> year, there's no way that's coming out this fall. Yeah, it's currently <laughs> listed for 2022, but who knows? I, I don't buy it personally. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, very possibly just going to be a very slow year for everybody. And that's fine. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, for the market, that's not great because, you know, obviously shareholders want their their goddamn money. <laughs> But for us, the consumers, I don't know if it's the worst thing in the world. Mostly because what if this is the year we all finally get to tackle our backlogs a little bit? A little bit. I don't disagree with you, but, you know, tell that to the hordes of people wailing and gnashing their teeth over these delays because they're not happy. Well, look, the wailing hordes are not the people we need to be looking to for guidance on much of anything, really. But... I'm not saying is we all have a lots of video games. Like if you're listening to a video game podcast, I guarantee you there are five games right now you could stare at in the room with you <laughs> that you have never played. That you could just be like, well, what if I put some time into that? I don't. I, I'm just looking trying to look. I'm at the with you. Side. I am totally with you. Hey, what if you go read a book or something? There, well, there are yeah. other things to do besides video. Go games. watch that Dune movie, and also <laughs> that'll take you four hours. And also, like Starfield coming out half baked versus Starfield coming out half a year late. Oh, yeah. is half a year late is so much better. Like, I do wonder how much the Fallout seventy six thing actually spooked them. As far mm-hmm. as like, I mean, obviously that game is still going and still making them some money, but like the degree to which everyone clowned on that thing. I wonder if someone or somewhere in Microsoft, they're like, you can't do that again. That can't happen again. I think the next thing that gets delayed is, um, forespoken. Cause that has a date, mm, right? That was, that was due this spring and they pushed it already once. So mm-hmm. like it already had it. I think that's a saints row situation where that one might actually. Yeah. Mm, yes. I, I'll I think say, yeah, I'm going to say that the easy money's on saying delay, the hard money's on saying it hits at this point. Like the, 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 the good odds are on a delay. Mm. The easy bet is, uh, I think that's supposed to be October, right? Like middle October. Yeah, but it was like April. So they already took like six months on top of what they said they were going to hit. So I think, I think, I think 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 their November was April (laughs) and their October (laughs) is next year. That makes we'll sense. See. Yeah, and here is no. Yeah. I'm with you. Do you think that Saints Row comes out? That yeah, remake? it's the same situation where I, it was. They're, they're doing preview events yeah. for it now. There was hands off stuff, okay. but I think I think they are in fact starting like, to get that like game out there. Stuff. I guess that's the general rubric here is like stuff stuff that was like pretty confidently listed for last year and then slipped. I think is probably fine for this year. Stuff that was mm. going to be this year, probably not going to be this year. <laughs> yeah, if that makes sense. Like like you know like Starfield was never dated earlier than November. Right. Everybody, everybody just, gets their like one freebie delay, and then things start looking suspect. I'm looking at yeah. um, I'm looking at stuff that I flagged for release for the end of this year. Forsaken, Splatoon three, Saints Row. Those are things that could happen. These are just I think Splatoon hits. Yeah, I, I think, think Nintendo, I think Nintendo is like the one company that is likely to hit their target. Nintendo is its own like unicorn, right? Well, no, they've. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten up there, and we've gotten Nintendo apologies for delays. Yeah, plenty. they delayed Zelda, but yeah. like the, but you know, the thing is, like, you hear like, oh, they've been sitting on this game. Like, this game is basically almost done, right? And has been, and they're just waiting for a strategic moment to to put it out. So, like, they've probably also the got last stuff. thing they delayed was Advance Wars, and that was because of the war in Ukraine. Right. That wasn't even because the game wasn't done. Yeah. Is that the last thing they? Was that the last? I think like, that was after the Zelda delay. I forget. 
exactly I, how that went. I don't count Zelda delays <laughs> because we're, we have to have at least a half dozen of those before the ritual can be complete and that game can actually come out. I thought out. we got some other Metroid-ish apology or delay thing. Was that? Am I making that up? Uh, I, I mean, th- you might be thinking about Metroid Prime 4, but that was like three years ago now? <laughs> yeah. Maybe four? <laughs> and they've they've pe- briefly said, like, we have nothing new well, on I that. I mean, that was, that then, was when the whole boondoggle happened where they were like, oh, we're restarting development with a new developer. Mm, like, it was not okay. working out, and now it's over here at Retro, right? I don't know. I think it's where I, it's at now. I forget when that happened. I believe that is correct. Maybe I'm just thinking of the Zelda thing. But the, you're right. The Zelda thing is just comical yeah. at this point. Just If you don't get at least four Anuma videos yeah. where he is apologizing for right. a delay, that game can never come out. Uh, yeah. I mean, so there. it is weird. I look at the November tab on stuff I'm tracking and there's nothing. It's 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 empty, which is just. I, I, I've i never seen that in my career before. It's just I a weird thing. I mean, stuff will pop yeah. up and, and, and fill that out, but it is a, just a, a weird thing. November. There was a point in my career where somebody was half joking me, telling me don't get married in November after, uh, I got married. I said, I need to go take a weekend off to go get married. Uh, and so November being empty is weird. It is weird. I mean, you know, like it's my birth month, man. (laughs) That's when the video game is supposed to happen. You know, obviously early June is traditionally the time when some games for this holiday would get announced. So there's still right. The possibility that things will get filled in uh, during this fake E3 window coming up, but also with the way things are going, maybe don't bank on anything huge. (sighs) Except for weddings and birthdays. Yes. And Kerbal getting delayed. (laughs) Also, also just to tack on there, Mm -hmm. uh, the ever, speaking of the ever delay. uh, One of the only constants in the universe is that you will not get to play the Kerbal universe when you think you're going to play the Kerbal universe. uh, Kerbal has been delayed to sometime in 2023. Again. I I mean, forever. Just, yeah, uh, it's kind of, I mean, listen, they, they even say it's a complicated game. There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Development has been weird on that one in general. Also, remember the, the development of the first game was very troubling. I mean, it was so. like in and out of different types of 1.0. Um, so this was originally supposed to come out in 2020. Here we are. I, I'm still 2023, baby. It's going to I'm happen. still curious just to see what that um, a more mainstream Kerbal 2 looks like, because the yeah. first one I would not classify as like a triple a mainstream game, whatever that's supposed to mean. And in, in whatever you interpret that as it's probably not, you know, it's like always felt held together. Well, it's two K's private division, right? Like it's their fake indie label at this point. It is definitely two K or, yeah, or cause they bought it or take two and whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, but the, the development, they teamed up with different development houses to get this game going. Um, is it intercept now? Uh, do, 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 do. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the story here. I think it might be Intercept. Okay. Um, it's weird. It's it's not weird. It's weird and it's not weird. You know, it's no longer weird. Is the thing like these delays are no longer strange? It's just the only thing that's strange about them is the the multitude of them and the fact that we are now looking at a holiday season that has almost nothing in it. Yep. It's but we should expect more of that. Well, and we'll hey. see what happens in the uh, in the what is it two two three. F- how many weeks? A month now? In uh, the Xbox Bethesda showcase and the I think Summer we're Games Fest? Yeah, like yeah, three weeks and change. Barreling, or barreling down. Well, this is where Microsoft would, would presumably announce whatever they have for this holiday. Yes. So we'll see. 
Well, hey, uh, don't worry. You'll be between Game Pass and your... Uh-huh. Uh, excuse me. Let me get the branding right here. Please do. Your PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium slash Deluxe plan. <sighs> You'll have plenty to play. Branding. This fall. Love it. Uh, like what? Like what will I be playing on my... Uh, what tier should I pick? What makes this segue better? My I really need to. I need to. I've got to like stare at these plans and get them through my head. What's what? I mean, extra. What will is I the, be playing on my extra and premium? Extra is the medium tier, and then premium okay. slash deluxe. But I don't remember what the distinction is between those two. Uh-huh. They're basically the same tier. That might just be a regional difference. I don't know. Anyway, get your rubric out. Sony announced their debut inaugural lineup for these higher tier PlayStation Plus plans that are like Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Right. And they are weird. Do tell. Uh, their first party lineup is like, at first glance, a pretty long list, but also like kind of weirdly spotty. Like it's, it's like a decent chunk of PS4 stuff. It's like kind of most of the PS5 stuff they've put out to date with some mm-hmm. weird omissions. Like, like that Sackboy game is not on here from mm-hmm. launch of the PS5, mm-hmm. which is over a year and a half ago. The Last of Us 2 is not on here, which is a two-year-old game at this point. They put Knack 1 on here, but not Knack 2. Help me out here. I don't know. I don't know. This, some of this feels like it could be literally like, hey, we don't want to get everything out of the way in the first update, but also that... That's where you should put it, because they're going to make new games. Choices. Hopefully you're going to... I mean, I know they have... <sighs> Well, correct me if I'm wrong. They okay. haven't said day and date first party games, right? That is explicitly a thing they did not say for their new tiers. No, they yeah, did absolutely say that, not. Yes. yes. And, and they've yeah. even been out there with all kinds of weird, questionable quotes about like doing that would undermine the quality of right. our AAA games, which, like, okay. yes, I get what you're saying because that undermines their sales potential, which means you can't commit the budgets you're currently committing. Like, sure. So they will, they're I, not going to commit to that. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that makes more sense. I don't know. I mean, look, you look at something like A Last of Us 2. That does make a lot of sense unless you are getting ready to announce that you are also doing a remaster of The Last of Us and, you know, when that's coming out. That's a thing you could time with, you know, the, hey, this is coming out on this date. And also, if you want to play Last of Us 2, it's on this PlayStation Plus thing now. Knack 2, I couldn't fucking tell yeah, well, you. I couldn't tell you why that Sackboy game yeah, is not I mean, there. Like, none of that makes any sense. Even to The me. Last of Us thing is weird because there's already the previous Last of Us remaster on here from the PS4 and not the supposed... Right, but that was a different thing somehow. the rumored remake that they are supposedly doing now. But anyway, I mean, like, yes, obviously they're not putting day, day one games on here, but also, like, a two-year-old game I feel like maybe is probably fair game at this point. I don't know. The thing that makes it challenging to determine why any of this would or would not make sense is that we have no idea what the tale on some of these games are like i don't know if like last of us 2 is somehow still selling enough copies that maybe they don't think feel like they have to put it on there but man like it's just it's like you said it doesn't feel like a particularly noteworthy first batch of games I mean, these are great games. These are fantastic games. Knack one is yeah, not but are they eighteen dollars a month games? I so yeah. like these are fantastic games. I just to me, there's something about the messaging. If you just bought a PS5, even a PS4, and you paid eighteen dollars and you got these games, that's fantastic. I think for us and for a lot of people listening to this, we have played so many of these games and we have gotten these games with PS plus before a lot of them. And with that, um, 
what was that make good pack on the PS5 they did the like PS4 collection that they gave you for PS Plus when you oh right that, and a lot of these are in there too that like PS4 collection that you got on the PS5 I'm going to say maybe I'm incorrectly but kind of cuz it kind of felt like the PS5 was a little game light right so you got that PS4 yeah. collection to play on the PS5 at the time just a lot I a mean, lot of these games feel like they've been in this program before right well, that, but at the same time, and look, I'm not saying this is a good comparison, but like, you know, the virtual console existed on all those Nintendo consoles, and they said, actually, none of that carries forward into your next hardware, so fuck you. <laughs> you know, this is certainly more friendly than that would presumably be, but the thing is, they are trying to compete with a service that is literally, do you want to play all those first-party Xbox games? Here you go. Do you want to play this fairly voluminous selection of indies and third-party games as well? Here you go. Right. Like, the thing about Game Pass is that it's not particularly complicated to figure out. Yeah, yeah. that is a big part of it. Yes, they, they absolutely have to prove this thing against the value, the perceived value of Game Pass, and they have to prove the sustainability of this thing, like, in perpetuity, because if they're not putting day one games on here, what are they adding to this over time, right? Right. Like, as much as, <laughs> as, much as Sackboy is a conspicuous absence now, like... At the same time, adding that Sackboy game in three months is not necessarily like, oh, I need to stay subscribed so I can play. No, that's not a service. So I can play this two-year-old Sackboy game. Like, y yeah, no. this this whole thing is much more appealing. Of like, say, Forbidden West is even on here, right? Like, Forbidden West, like absolutely not. Like, obviously, the previous Horizon is, but uh, nothing, nothing from this year. Like, no GC Seven. Um, like PS Five wise, like like I said, like Demon Souls is on here. Um, Returnal. Uh, there's a few other things. Miles Morales, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, which is like kind of <laughs> half and half. Mm -hmm. But like, it's an okay first party lineup, but there's definitely omissions when your competitor is just saying, hey, you get everything all the time. How is the classic lineup? Uh, not, it's thin. So there's also a third party lineup for PS4 and 5, which is only like maybe two dozen games or less. Mm. Okay. Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Batman, Arkham Knight, Celeste's. Mortal Kombat 11, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just throwing out games here. Hollow Knight, Ashen, Soul Calibur 6. I mean, those are some of those are good games. One of the South know, Park and, games. And some of those are games that are specifically, you know, have PS5 updates for them. So. Naruto, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. <laughs> uh, yeah, the classic games are pretty thin. Under, under the PlayStation 1 and PSP section, there are 10 games listed. Okay. Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, which, like, yes... Jumping Flash rules, but <laughs> Siphon Filter 1 only. Okay. For some reason. Huh. Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, and Two Worms games are the third-party games there for now. I mean, there obviously is a place they have a massive back catalog. They could, business, business oh, yeah. deals pending, they could start rolling out a bunch more stuff over time. But also, I mean, <laughs> this is like Nintendo Switch Online retro console tier of not a lot. Uh, yeah. PS2, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. They they also break out a like a remasters part of the classic games section, which is games that they sort of did a re-release for. Mm. So like mm -hmm. like Jack 2 and 3 and Jack X, for example. Oh, actually, all the Jack games, the first one. Like they, they did like remasters for the PS4, which are really just kind of up-resed versions with trophies. Yeah, I remember those not being bad. But. Yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. They're, you know. So those, those are actually also on this list. I, I forgot to mention those. Okay. That does add another like dozen games. Four of which are Jack games. It's okay. Jack's uh, all right. Wild Arms 3. Yeah, Jack's all right. Jack's all right. 
one of the. But we live in a post Ratchet world, and I feel like Ratchet won that battle. Escape two. I yes, I I enjoy the Jack games. But don't forget, you are you are jumping. Oh boy, you are jumping up a tier at the classic games catalog tier. So yes, you are. Right. Yes, you are now. Similar to the way Nintendo is putting their N64 stuff behind a higher tier or whatever, yeah. Right. Well, that's the uh, that is the extra and premium tiers that I mentioned. Right. Essential is the ten dollar a month one that doesn't get this stuff. Yeah. That's basically just old PlayStation Plus. Uh, and then there's some PS3 stuff, but all of that stuff being streaming, I feel like really dampens my enthusiasm for that stuff. Now this this is just premium now. Uh, yes, that is only on the premium for the streaming stuff. So. It's like, you know, it is a, a pretty decent first party lineup from the PS3 original Demon Souls. In case you want to play the old one instead of the new one. Uh, How can there be a lineup of PS3 games if the PS3 had no games? Mm. Nice. That's an old internet joke for yeah, everyone. That's a tough one. I can't answer you. Good job. Uh, Demon Souls original? Okay. Two Hot Shots games, uh, mm-hmm. all the infamous games, Motorstorm. Uh, most if not all of the Ratchet PS3 games Resistance 3 Tokyo Jungle and there's only a handful of third party games as well although one of them is Osiris Wrath so instantly worth it oh damn it those, the DLC for that game is on sale and I forgot to buy it all now you're just going to have to go get it I wonder mm, do you think you get it all with the I doubt it I, I, bet, these are, I bet these are base games uh, wait, wait I mean, what there's... Red what? Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare is on here, but not regular Red Dead Redemption. Huh. Huh. Sure. Sure. You know, the PS3 wheel, as we said before, it's a weird one. Like, making that stuff emulate properly on modern hardware is one of those problems that just seems like no one over there wants to solve. Maybe, but I mean, it's like very, it's pretty well solved on PC at this point. So yeah. it's not like they, I don't think. I, I'm, I'm. It's not impossible. I'm confident they could. No one's saying it's impossible. Confident they could engineer their way into a solution if they wanted to. Yeah, it just seems like they don't want to do that work. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say there. Anyway, like it's, it's a weird, it's console. a fairly thin offering compared to Game Pass. Yeah, it's not terrible, but it's. I was kind of hoping they would have at least a little more, at least a couple of things in there that were a little more wow than what they are. They are. Yeah, I mean, in, in my mind, the game like the Game Pass is like ace up their sleeve is the day one everything. Right? It's the like, right. You know, like they're going to come out at their thing next month and be like, all right, every game you see from here on will debut on Game Pass. And then it's going to be like 20 games, right? And it's going to be like, hey, you're going to yeah. get all these the day they come out if you were subscribed to this thing. And then like they do it with games that don't even get pre-announced. You know, it's like Tunic came out and came out on Game Pass simultaneously and nobody even knew that was coming, right? Yeah. Like, like they just get so many games out that you can just play the day they come out. Like I think that is the thing that makes Game Pass mm. as beloved as it is. And, and them already coming out and saying basically we're not going to compete with that right. is a it, it already puts them it behind. Is, it is much more back catalog and like hopefully they will go harder on the uh, hopefully they'll go harder on the classic lineup. If they really fill out that classic library, even if in and even on the PS3 side, even if it is literally just streaming, but they get a big chunk of those games, that's something. Like that is that is an actual selling. Yeah, but also I mean like the PS1 and PS2 are like two of the most beloved consoles in history yeah. with like unparalleled libraries, you know? Like it's just totally. crazy that I mean hopefully they will mine those going forward because there is so much stuff in there that would be awesome to have on here. Uh, so it just feels like there is still there is still tension within that company about like what the value of that stuff even is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I've got a little more to add here on Ubisoft's side mm-hmm. because they have a thing um, called Ubisoft Plus Classics. 
which is going to be bundled into the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium plans. Okay. And that will get you the a selection of Ubisoft games mm-hmm. available for free. Well, available at the PlayStation Plus subscription side. So if you get PlayStation Plus Extra, as far as I understand it, Extra or Deluxe, you will also get rolled into Ubisoft Plus Classics, which should get you things, and I feel like this was on their PlayStation list, so this is a little weird. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I would not call that a mm-hmm. classic, but that's what they're putting on here. Uh, I'll just read down this list. For Honor, The Crew 2, Child of Light, Eagle Flight, Far Cry, Cry 3, Blood Dragon, The Far Cry 3 Remaster, Far Cry 4. I'll skip some of these. South Park Games, uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew, The Crew, Steep, The Division, Trials Fusion, Trial, Trials of the Blood Dragon, Watch Dogs, not Watch Dogs 2, Werewolves Within. This is like all right. All right, list of games. It's reminds me, I guess, of like what is going on with Microsoft and like EA and 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 stuff there, but this is packed into the PlayStation Plus not essentials tier, the tiers higher. Okay. Right. So that's baked into this. Yeah. Also coming to uh Xbox and uh, uh PlayStation in the future is just going to be the Ubisoft Plus which was their replacement for the uh, was Uplay Plus. That's their um hey, you pay us more money uh $15 a month and you get their access to their 100 plus games a month. That's their yes. service thing. The Ma- the Matthew Rory special. Yes, that's right. If you are in the Ubisoft ecosystem <laughs> uh and you want those games, if you know you're going to play all of our games anyway, <laughs> then maybe just pay us this. Yeah, so that's that's different than this Ubisoft Plus Classics thing. So, uh Ubisoft Plus Classics on the PlayStation side, not the essentials tier, the tiers above that should get those yes. things, those games rolled in. And then further on down the line, if you want to subscribe to Ubisoft Plus, that should be coming to both Xbox and and PlayStation in the future. So, another subscription, more games. The whole thing is getting a little messy there. I kind of I'm going to go back to what you guys said before about Game Pass feeling like it is a pretty easy to understand sales proposition. I don't know. Does that like Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Plus has been around on PC, Stadia, and whoever's playing on Amazon Luna for for mm-hmm. those two people. I've been around there for a while. Do you think that eats into things like Game Pass and whatever the plus tier things are going to be? I don't know. I mean, EA's had their thing going for a long time too, right? But they also rolled that into Game Pass a year ago or more at this point. Yeah. Like what like is going all, on with some of this They're all stuff? cross-pollinating <laughs> at this point. I mean, like, what, what's going on is everybody just wants to be Netflix, right? Well, maybe just, not now. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Netflix. It's certainly not maybe, this moment. Maybe Netflix yeah. is no longer the aspirational target that it used to be, but they want to be HBO It's more Max. of a larger streaming yeah, like they, they, thing. They want to be, you know. Subscription. They yes. want they want those subscription dollars. They want to be Tubi. Yeah. Yeah, um, now you're talking. That Ubisoft stuff along with the uh, PlayStation stuff uh, here in the States is all coming out uh, next month, June 13th. So look out yeah. for that. Uh, end of this month though in uh asia so except japan yeah it's a it's a territorial rollout but yeah pretty close together oh subscription stuff but uh it's it's a mess kind of a bit a bit hard to keep track of 
if you're on the PlayStation side and not on the Xbox side, I think there's value here. I still don't know if it's for me on those upper tiers yet. That what they announced in the extra and premium side does not convince me to switch over from like Game Pass or something like that for my dollar. Right. Uh, I'm still I'm still hedging there. Um but who knows? And speaking of things that aren't really necessarily making me want to switch my dollars over to PlayStation dollars, what's our next story? Oh, this one. All right. So <clears throat> for anyone not up on the news in the United States, uh the indications are that the Supreme Court are about to overturn uh, Roe versus Wade, which is the uh, legislation in the United States that's effectively made uh, abortion federally legal in the United States. Across the board. Uh, there has been obviously a lot of uh, negative reaction to that, uh, the, the leaks around that, and, and people do not want, obviously want their reproductive rights taken away from them. Uh, companies have been somewhat slow to, uh, go on record or say much of anything about this, uh, this, this landmark case and what's happening here. Uh, but Jim Ryan sure did email, uh, everyone at PlayStation and <sighs> this is such a weird one. So it's an internal email he sent in the wake of this to employees effectively saying, you know, don't you know, don't judge anyone who, you know, might disagree with you politically on this thing, you know, basically urging people not to get out there and take some kind of stance internally or externally. And then went on to uh, say, on another note, let me tell you about my cats and their birthday. He went into a long diatribe, apparently, about his the birthday of his, his two cats, which on any other subject and in any other situation, I would be glad to read that email. You're not against but cat birthdays. No, not at all. My cat's birthday is coming up. We're excited about it. But you know what? I would not include a, a, a diatribe about that in an email where I was effectively telling people, don't go talk about abortion uh, because you might upset people in our fan base. Now, was the cat thing? There was some dog stuff in there too, right? If I'm not mistaken. There was also some talk about him wanting to get a dog. Like, was, was all of this intended to be some kind of anecdote to illustrate the point? Like, I, I don't think the full text of this letter has made it out there. Has so it? so, no, so it there's hasn't. a quote from the Bloomberg story that Ryan says, I would like to share something lighthearted to help inspire everyone to be mindful of having balance that can help ease the stress of uncertain world events. And then this is what followed. I see. Yes. Yeah. So it's like a hug your pets kind of thing. Um, a lot, he said it's the story goes on to say that recently his two cats first birthday had their first birthday. And when, uh, this is quote, the Bloomberg story elaborating over the next few paragraphs about his cat's birthday cakes, their noises and his desire to one day get a dog. I like, what are we doing here, man? I, I, this, this would be galling no matter what, but Jim, half of Jim Ryan's job up to this point has been writing blog posts for the PlayStation blog saying, we fucked up, we're listening, we're learning. Like, this is, most of his, the things he's stepped in have been product related up to this point. So, you know, you can kind of just write it off as like, okay, this guy clearly does not have the chops to be like the pitch man for PlayStation. But this is like... Are you a human being? <laughs> Did you run this by another human being before you put this out there? I'm not going to address the, the topic of his personhood, but the did you run this by anybody or not is definitely questionable. 
Like this is this this just is like you got to read the room, Jim. Jim, you got to read. You got to read anything, Jim. I, I, I had two. I had two thoughts about this immediately. One was, this seems, this seems to really like the the tone of this email. I, the, I don't think the full text is out there. It's, no, it's, it's mostly not just out been there, reported no. on, so I I can't speak to the full text of the email. But the reporting on it makes it seem like it trivializes what is a pretty serious damn issue going on here. Right. This yeah. is, you know, there are millions of women and families that are worried about their reproductive health care that, that, you yeah. know, and this is like a serious issue in the United States that is, you know, even separating it from what does this foretell for the future? What is, what is going on here that a lot of people are genuinely worried about their lives and their health. Right. Yeah. And to kind of roll it up into a like, hey, man, like we owe it to ourselves to kind of respect all opinions. And let me tell you about a cats and dog really trivializes what is going on here. In my, in yeah. My and, to, and to dance around it in a sort of like Michael Jordan Republicans buy sneakers to kind of way before launching into this story about your cats. It just it feels like you have no sense of the weight of anything that is actually like, happening here. I, I just don't, it just seems so, so dumb. It's just, who do you, you think you're actually helping with this? Like it really, it really, it's just so bizarre. It is. And I, I think part of it is that Jim Ryan may just be a very bizarre dude. (laughs) Like it's, it's, I I don't know the guy, but every indication I've gotten so far is that he seems to treat his job with a vague level of disdain. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on with this guy. I don't know what, what the stance is supposed to be. I don't know what, who he thinks he's helping. Certainly not his employees because they were not happy about this apparently. (laughs) And so the, the follow up to this is that uh, in in the wake of that, uh, there another internal email got out, this one from Ted Price uh, of Insomniac fame, where he was talking to employees and basically saying that uh, the company is planning to donate $50,000 to the Women's Reproductive Rights Assistant Project, uh, but they have effectively been told that they cannot go out there and make any kind of statement. They fought for it, and they basically straight up said, we lost that battle. They meaning like Sony subsidiaries... Yeah, studios. basically, like, internal studios yeah. are still, like, muzzled from getting out there and making any kind of public statement about this stuff. Um, well, that's a choice. Look, it is a fraught thing to wade into. No one is pretending otherwise. But at the same time, if your internal, like, if, if people in your company are, like, en masse are saying, we want to make a statement about this, we want to take a stance on this, maybe at a certain point you just kind of have to accept that. Hmm. Because the more, like, trying to stifle it with stuff like this leads to situations like this. And this is not a good situation for anyone to be in. You're, you're, you're pleasing nobody. Yeah. And, and you're, like, I, I'm pro-choice. I have friends and family that are not. And even still, we agree that there are positions and, and opinions that are dangerous, that are just extremists and do not need to be entertained or respected there are some really extreme opinions out there yes i i do not need to respect those opinions no i can call i can call on its face that that is a banana's opinion and we'd be in a worse place if that if that went through and that's across the board unfortunately that is also the tone and tenor that a lot of uh the conversation around politics in this country has become which is that you need to entertain everyone no matter how completely batshit those opinions may be it's um it's not a great take on this uh, for a major company. For any, no. I think for any any company, but like 
and, for a and major more, company. More than anything else, I think it is illustrative of what Jim Ryan's tenure of, at this company has been so far as the head of PlayStation. Like, he is just... All he has done is managed to alienate people in the time since he has been there, and I don't know how to fix that. I don't know what the entrenchment. Yeah, I don't know what the entrenchment of power is there. I don't know if anyone at PlayStation even gives a shit if they're just like, nah, he's doing a fine enough job, whatever. But it's like he keeps stepping in it every time he talks. Maybe he just shouldn't talk to it publicly anymore. And obviously, this was an internal email, but like maybe he shouldn't talk internally anymore either. Man, I am just I'm shocked that somebody has not leaked the full email. Yeah, me too. At this point. I, I really am as well. Like that is bizarre. And maybe maybe by the time this recording goes up, it will be out there, but uh I've seen enough quotes from it, so I I don't know. It it's almost bizarre enough to be like, This is is this made up? But it's been reported on and confirmed and the people who have this is why I pay newspapers to to hopefully have reporting that's when they say i have a copy of this thing that it's true but yeah i'm, yeah. I'm also shocked brad i'm surprised this thing just should not make it out there I, I also wonder how this uh i wonder how this squares with the stance of soon to be sony studio bungie which has been extremely strongly publicly yeah. pro reproductive rights yeah they're one of the few companies started. that has actually gotten like, very vocal and out like there I, about like it i think bungie has probably made the strongest statement that i have seen from a game maker to date i I hope I'm not making this up. I could have sworn I saw that they were going to help subsidize healthcare costs for. I think they did say employees that are impacted lines, yeah. by this, but I don't want to. I shouldn't say this because I, I can't find the confirmation of that. Well, and the other thing is, like, look again. This this case has not you know been overturned yet, and so as of right now, the current existing legal protections are there. But you know, like that could change at any moment. Here, we don't really know. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but that's yeah. not that's not actually the case state by state. There, there no. are there are there are plenty states of states United where they've been attacking you right. know like all forms of abortion care. Uh, you know, and and there are definitely places where it's like it is borderline illegal if it is not already. Right. So I I mean, I think this is a poorly worded missive from the 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 top there exceedingly. Uh, Again, like <laughs> it, yes, the, the Jim Ryan saga just gets stranger. Like, just re- goes. just Jim, if you got it, if you gotta, and you want to walk a line, just go over the things employees should keep in mind in terms of how they represent themselves as actual items. Yeah, if you're, this is an internal thing, hey, you can't blast somebody. No physical, no, like no physical attacks, no verbal attacks on employees. This, and maybe you're just not reading the room, Jim, but this is like a pretty serious issue here in the States. And like, there's a lot of emotion about this. And this is just, this feels like trivializing. It's, it's, I'd go out on a limb and say, he's probably not the only person who has sent a bad internal email to one of his, to, to their company in the wake of all of this. But this is probably just the only one we've gotten to seeing just because of how fucking bad it was. Yeah, I mean, the the reporting on this goes pretty much, again, I've not seen the email explicitly to say, hey, we don't want to hurt our bottom line. And, you know, that's a corporation. Even that is like, (laughs) even that's terrible judgment because Mm -hmm. like, I I often feel like you can, you can like try to appeal to people's rational self-interest, if not their sense of morality, which like they should do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. But even then, if it's worried, if he's worried about hurting their business like the public support for not overturning roe is enormous it's like three quarters of the country yeah like even then you are even if all even if you just are cynically trying to protect your business you're still doing the wrong thing 
Never mind that it's the wrong thing. Maybe it goes without saying based on, you know, what we've said here, but like it is generally our position. Abortion is healthcare. Healthcare is a human right. You know, we support the right to choose. So. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Now, now for the impossible, literally the most impossible <laughs> pivot we've had so far. Uh, let's just whip through this stuff. It's pretty All quick. Right. Uh, we got um, uh, a need for speed. It never, never ceases here. Alex, mm-hmm. what, uh, how, how are we going to wind up with a new need for speed in the future? Uh, at, at all costs, apparently. So, uh, Electronic Arts bought Codemasters uh, re- fairly recently, as we all know. Uh, they have merged their Cheshire Studio with Criterion Games, which is the not the Criterion you knew, though. I think maybe some of those people work there. Uh, they are not making Burnout anymore. They make Need for Speed games, and now oh, Cheshire is Burnout. Of- God damn it! They said yeah. they're making something. Man, <laughs> they so all right. So. Cheshire Studio, they, the most recent thing they made was Dirt 5, which uh, I would go so far as to say was not the most encouraging of the recent Dirt games. Uh, they also had previously made MotorStorm and Drive Club because they originally were with Sony, apparently. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah, this is the team that was Evolution Studios. They became oh. Cheshire Studio for Codemasters. Okay, yeah. interesting. I didn't Or at least a that. chunk of them. I didn't realize that aspect of this. Yeah, so now they are working on uh they have they have merged and they are gonna work on the next great question mark <laughs> sequel in the Dude, Need for Speed franchise. Like, I'm the wrong person to say that because <laughs> I've never really loved Need for Speed in any incarnation. Mm. I mean, you know, there was a time when people loved them earnestly and then a time when they loved them ironically, and then the current era where they don't love them at all. Well, I mean, there's just era, there's no feeling toward them for the most like, part. Like I'm seriously looking at the list here trying to figure out like what was the last need for speed that was like unabashedly well received and i think it was hot pursuit in 2010 yeah, the one they launched the ps4 with i feel like generally got pretty good uh that was rivals uh, that one i think that was pretty lukewarm wasn't it I forget. yeah maybe hot pursuit was fucking awesome like the multiplayer in hot pursuit was so good i played so i do much remember that. hot pursuit that was a good one and then like most wanted came after that and that was okay those were the criterion games yeah perhaps not coincidentally but like I just like, you know, we, we would cover the, the need, the need for speed every time it yes. came out in the office there. And like every single one of them was just like, what are they doing? Like they cannot figure this out anymore. How many times can they keep trying this before they just hang it up? But so like, that's the other interesting aspect of this to me is that Codemasters like makes a bunch of popular racing games. Right. And when EA bought them, I was just like, oh, they're just gonna bring all these Codemasters franchises in house. Like it never even occurred to me like, oh, right. EA's also got at least one struggling racing franchise. Yep. Like the idea of leveraging Codemasters racing talent against need for speed is something that never even popped into my head, but like, I guess it makes sense. I mean, it was, it was the first thing I thought of because one, they've been trying to write that ship in a way for a while now, not because like the games have been like abysmal, but just like no one cares. Like no one is really that excited about need for speed and hasn't been for some time. And Codemasters, while they are making good driving games, have not had a game that really broke out in a while. Like, those Dirt Rally games were well-received, but none of them, I think, were, like, huge sellers. And EA also has the F1 license, right? Uh, I believe they do. So I assumed... My assumption was that they would be working on Need for Speed, and they would probably be working on F1 stuff. I believe, if if this Google search is... uh 
to be believed. I think Codemasters had it. So now, oh, maybe they it. got it when. Okay, so they, that yes, I believe Codemasters Birmingham, Birmingham. Yes. The, uh, uh, okay, so they are, but EA Sports is putting out the next F one game. I think. Racing, racing. Yeah, that's racing. In, that's that's interesting. Like it's interesting that they're still trying with Need for Speed and that they're bringing Cody's into the fold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were going to have to do something with them, and it wasn't just going to be make more Dirt sequels. Like, yeah, like, they, that's another weird thing is, like, hearing people speak ill of the Dirt franchise, because, like, Dirt was so loved for a while, it's like, oh, I guess those aren't so good anymore either. I, it's not that they're terrible, I just thought Dirt 5 felt like they just didn't really have any good ideas for it, other than we need a game, a car game that looks good on new consoles, and it's it did have that, but the actual game was just kind of not really much of anything, and yeah. the previous Dirt sequels, I think, were just much better games. Does mention in this story, I guess worth mentioning here because it's always nice to hear that nobody was laid off or made redundant with this this merger, which is a nice thing to hear. If you're merging two studios together, can't speak for the future, but <laughs> as of the time of this reporting, ah, uh, Silent Hill. Yep. Oh, last, God, this. last story here, real quick. Multiple, multiple confirmed leakers and reporters are all kind of saying the same thing here, which is that Konami apparently is going big on Silent Hill. All right. Which I guess means that Konami is going big on video games again. They're making video games again. I don't... Well, they are making those soccer games still. We know that. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I don't know. But it's been a while since they touched any of these, like, non-sports franchises. Konami is such a strange thing at this point. I just, I don't know. Was Metal like, Gear Survive the last thing they put out that was I not think so. sports related? That was not Pachinko? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I think so. I mean, they're uh, like they didn't they do that Sudoku game on mobile? Boy, I don't know. I mean, that's but that is like the caliber of their yeah. output, right? <laughs> Since then, um, anyway, like the the big part. I mean, there are multiple projects supposedly being rumored here, but the big one is that Bloober Team has supposedly been entrusted to make a remake of Silent Hill Two, which I I think that's the one, right? Like that's <sighs> that's. I'm not. I'm not. I, I have nothing against Silent Hill. I just never got super deep into it. But like two is the one, right? Yeah, two is the like one if, that most people. I mean, people. A lot of people love three. There's definitely people that love one, but two is the one I think everyone who likes Silent Hill at least likes a little bit, if not a lot. Yeah. So I, I I'm also like fairly new to this idea that people don't like Blooper Team. So here's the thing. It's like I played Layers of Fear, the first mm -hmm. one, and right. it was like okay, it's a decent little small scale haunted house thing. It wasn't spectacular. It was all right. The medium's bad. Yeah, I, I definitely remember the medium not going over well. I think that's where my, I think you just made me understand where my disconnect is, is that in that, in that layers of fear era, people love them, right? Like they love yes. those games. Like they, they love those first few like indie horror games that they did on PC. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is they were always kind of janky and they weren't particularly inventive, but like they were good jump scare games. Like they were good streamer games because right. they, they were things you could react to. Yes. The medium uh, oh, right. on the, the other hand. Yeah, I, I didn't play the medium. I, I think did that Blair Witch game too. I didn't mm -hmm. finish that. Yeah, I don't think that, that was particularly like, well received either. Maybe, maybe not. I didn't hate it. What I played of it, but anyway, they are supposedly who is making a remake of Silent Hill Two. So draw your own conclusions there. I feel like this has been the <clears throat> one of the not a secret, but like the big rumor, right? Since they announced mm -hmm. their partnership with them, was like, "Are oh, you going to make a Silent Hill game?" Right? Like this was you're gonna. Konami and Bloober team are getting together and it's going to be Silent Hill. It's going to be Silent Hill. I have no real love for Silent I respect Silent Hill academically and what it did. 
make a good game. I hope. I just remembered, okay, there is actually one other Bloober Team game that I thought was pretty good, and that was Observer. Yes, I was going to mention that one. That one also was cool. I didn't oh, I really like Observer. Yeah, yeah Observer, Observer, Observer had a cool. thing. Not as much a horror game, though, you know? No. It had some body horror in it, but it was much more <laughs> cyberpunk, yeah. Um, they say the one of the other things that's supposedly happening is some kind of episodic Silent Hill thing. Okay. Which supposedly, supposedly came out of uh, Supermassive. Basically oh. pitching them on something like this, and then that eventually turned into the dark picture stuff. Oh, but wild. That it, would, that it would possibly be in that vein. Huh. I could see them. I mean, I don't know. They're, they've got this other game coming out, and they are supposedly making more dark pictures, so I don't know how thin they would be stretching themselves doing that, but I could see them tackling Silent Hill and not having a bad take on it. Yeah, sure. It sounds like, like I said, it sounds like those would be like smaller side stories. And then, yeah. and then they also say supposedly a whole new mainline Silent Hill is also on the way. Hmm. Uh, although, who would make that? Not Del Toro or Kojima. Or, yeah, or what it would be, who can say? I mean, it couldn't be Yamaoka, right? Like, he's, <laughs> he's busy with the game which shall not be named. Right. I still feel, <laughs> I still feel like you're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> Wait, what is he working it? on? Yeah, Slitterhead. Oh, right. Yes. Thank remember, you. Remember Thank that? Thank you for reminding me yeah. of the thing we don't say. Like that was that was like some of the weirdest, grossest body horror I've seen in that debut trailer for that thing. Like yeah. ever. Like like it's just nothing but like people's heads and torsos like splitting open into giant mm. mouths and stuff. Like it's oh, deeply really, unpleasant stuff. Yeah, really grotesque stuff. But also that name is really unsettling. Yeah. Anyway, you know, he's obviously like the Silent Hill guy, but he's busy with another game, so I don't know who would do this this supposed new one. Well, you know, I mean, they've given Silent Hill to other developers before, and that worked out great, so... Yeah. It keeps on giving. I, hey, yeah, man. I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm not a Silent Hill person. Like, I don't have, like, a deep affection for that series. I like the games I've played, but I don't have that deep attachment to it. I just, I, I know in my heart of hearts that the people who do love it that way would not respond well to Bloober Team taking a crack at it, especially if they were going to bring the chops they brought to the medium to that game. Perhaps not. I will defend Shattered Memories. Okay. That's the one that was the portable one, right? As long as I live. It might have gone portable at some point. It debuted on the Wii. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of on the Wii. Uh, Uh... I remember that, was, that also being pretty good. Yeah, it's it's cool. It was it was designed and written by Sam Barlow, who then went on to obviously do a bunch of his own narrative mm-hmm. games. It was the other one that was made by a Western studio that people really didn't like, right? Oh, uh, God, Downpour? I completely... What's that? Downpour? Right. God, I completely forgot that existed. That's the thing, is that it's it's apparently really bad, I think, which is like, why it was forgotten. Like like when you said, like, the, the you know, the kind of questionable history of giving Silent Hill to other developers, I was like, what are you talking about? Shattered Memories was cool. What, what, I have no opinion mean? of Shattered Memories. I never played it. I just know everyone I know who played Downpour, like, loathed it. Right, so. like, I, I just completely forgot that even existed. Vatra Games made that. I don't even Okay. I don't even think they're still around. Yeah. Anyway... Konami supposedly making games again, or at least contracting people to do so. I can't wait, because here's the thing. If they're just doing Silent Hill, that's wild. If they have a bunch of Silent Hill projects in the, in the, the hopper, that's wild. If this is just the start of them getting all the way back in, that's wilder. Yes. Like, part of me would love to see what a proper mainline Metal Gear without Kojima would look like. <laughs> Granted, Metal Gear Survive happened, so maybe I should be careful what I wish for. Like, I, I would love to. I would love to see somebody like trying to ape Kojima's style and either doing it really well or doing it really poorly. 
Yeah, that's a hard one to hit, man. I mean, like, <laughs> Revengeance, I feel like, got the closest, and even yes. that was like, I'm just going to be a thousand times campier because this is more fun for us than trying right. to just do Metal Gear. Right, and that was like, that was a lot of Platinum putting themselves and their stuff in there, right? Totally. Which is why it's good, because right, it, yes. it did enough of the Kojima without just trying to be an impression. Right. Like, yeah. I, I would like, I would love to see a new Metal Gear game from Konami just because it would likely be a disaster. But even if it wasn't a disaster, it would still be like an, an entertaining to watch it uh, play out. We were talking about, I think we were talking about this on the Ramble cast. Um, B movies, the difference between the Asylum Studio movies and older B movies from the 70s and 80s. Sure. And I think, Alex, you brought up the thing that like there's a sincerity. Yes. To this. There's a earnestness. To, to those older B movies. And I think that's what makes the Kojima stuff work. That that's different than the platinum stuff. The platinum stuff's over the top and ridiculous, but it's not taking itself seriously. Kojima always felt like he was kind of taking it like, ha ha. Oh, you guys are laughing too. I'm laughing with you. But like, no, yes. you're, you're but serious. Actually, this about is my Madden vision. Machine. This is what I believe. <laughs> yes. Right. This is, this is art. This is art. This is yeah, art. This is my this art. Is, this is my art. Uh, this is my art. And it is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like without that sense of that earnestness, that artistic vision from the soul, then I don't, it's different. I, I think if you're asking for soul from Konami, you are asking an awful lot. See, that's, that's, that's the thing. I would love to watch them. I would I'd love to watch somebody try to fake that. Yeah. You might uh, get maybe. a chance. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. All I right. don't know what Konami is like these days. I, they could be a different company, but I don't get the impression they are. So, no. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's podcast. The games we talked about earlier on, just to run down quickly here. Warhammer 40K, uh, Chaos Gate, Demon Hunters, Dune, Spice Wars, Gibbon Beyond the Trees, Citizen Sleeper, and Far Changing Tides. Of course, we went into the news there for a while. Got into it Ooh. over in that news section. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go over to nextlander.com or go to patreon.com slash nextlander. Going to take it to the same place. We make this and everything with your support, and we couldn't do it without you. You can go over to the Patreon, find a tier that's right for you. Keep all things Nextlander going. Bunch of different tiers. One of them, the Mysterious Benefactor tier, gets a shout out on this here podcast. Alex Navarro, you want to take it away with this week's Mysterious Benefactors? I sure can, Vinny. This week's Mysterious Benefactors are Vornak, Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas, Nelson LeBlanc, James Smith, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, J.M., Jerry Lee, Gary Pezsky, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Bunny Thorpe Modem Noises Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Anders Buga, Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, It Me JP, Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Trace. And those are our mysterious benefactors for this week. Thanks again to 
um, we're serious benefactors. And thanks again to everyone who has supported us, whether that be Patreon or watching or sending the good vibes. We do appreciate it. Now, coming up, there's a lot of stuff happening over the next, let's say, month and a half. There's going to be all sorts of game announcements. You got this Xbox and Bethesda stuff. You got Summer Games Fest. And a little thing I have started to call the Next Lander one year anniversary. Oh, wow. How'd you come up with that? Uh, You know, I've workshopped it a lot. I've talked to a lot of people, kind of getting in there. We didn't mention Uh, this is episode 50. We're almost up on 52. That means one year. And one year. Yes, we are coming up on it. Uh, By our best calculations, that uh, that anniversary will be around the first week in June, around, we're calling it um, Monday, June 6th. So leading up to that anniversary, we are planning on having a week of celebration, and we're, we're going to roll out some new things. We're going to announce some new things. We're going to announce some new things. Yeah. We're going to be out there. We're going to be talking. You want to tune in? Check it out. Lead up to the next Lander one-year anniversary. Bonanza? It's I'll call it Bonanza. Nextravaganza? Wow. Oh boy, I don't know. Wow. 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 Uh, more details coming up, of course, during the uh, lead up, uh, starting over there, Memorial Day here in the States. You can tune in, find out what's going on there. Uh, we're putting some stuff together. We'll give you more to, details probably on next week's show. To announce. Yeah, as, as we're kind of putting it together, but I'm excited. Um, but really, two things. Looking forward, excited. Looking back, very grateful. So thanks, everybody, yeah. for supporting us throughout this year, for coming along on this ride. I'm looking forward to another fantastic year. That sounds cliche, and everybody says that, but I'm excited for uh, some of the things that we'll be uh, working towards in next year. So thanks again to everybody. Again, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash nextlander. Uh, we'll get you there if you can. And that's going to do it for this week's show. We had some other stuff go up this week. We did. We had an FMV game. That happened on Monday. An illegal FMV game. Yeah, did that survive? So So far. So far. So far. It is posted uh, uh, on our archive on YouTube, so you can go check that out. That's the Centennial Case, a Shijima story. Um, That was fun to do. We have more Alex Quest coming up this week. And uh, over on Friday, it's time for Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator 2. Mm-hmm. I think I got it right. I, I think you did. It. Never mind. You got it. it. Nailed it. Uh, stay safe out there, everybody. These are some weird times. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, try and keep it together. Hopefully, watching some good FMV gets you in your relaxing place. Whether you're, you're, you're going and having a little Eagle Rare, maybe, or you're doing your your marijuana thing that I've heard about. Uh, Actually. Or if you're buying VCRs off the internet to make yourself happy. I actually actually just extra wished that we could do show art this week because I just found a picture of the amnesty box. (laughs) Before you drop it off in the amnesty box. Like, I'd straight up, apparently they had some that were blue and then I found more recent headlines that was like, the new amnesty box, it's green now. Mm. They literally are green now. Just remember, just, you know, a lot lot of... A lot going on out there, so uh, try and try and keep it together, and hopefully uh, you'll join us next week for more of the Next Lender podcast. See you, Brad. See you, Alex. See you next week.